to your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Uh. Well, thank you. Always starting the show off on a... On an upbeat note, uh, the first and last call-in show of September. The only call-in oh, yeah. show the only call of September. Uh, yeah. B- because, of course, you are taking a Japanese trip in, yeah. uh, or a trip to Japan. I guess it's a Japanese trip, but that sounds like, that's weird phrasing. Anyway. Yeah, it sounds racist when you say it. Uh, are you ready? That's what you, you're leaving. <clears throat> it's under a week now until you go. You know, I spent so much time fretting about my ultrasound that, like, I am not ready. I'm not ready. No. No, I'm not ready. I thought that, like, every moment of the trip was going to be itemized and everything like that. And I, I'm not ready. Did you hire a midwife to go on the plane with you? No. I just, God, I hate being pregnant so much. I don't know how people do this. Uh, well, you've you've done it one and a half times now, so you have some idea how people do this. Yeah, but I'm doing anyway. it so much worse than other people. Uh, Your wife seems fine. I talk to her all the time. She's like, Ooh, yeah, it's fine. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's mostly fine. We got a couple months to go, so home stretch. Uh, are you ready for impeachment? It's not really impeachment too, because there was an impeachment too. This is impeachment oh, Biden yeah. edition. Oh yeah, I guess so. I uh. It's it's they're not it's kind of unclear what's going to happen because they haven't taken a vote in the House. Does this actually count? Is this real? Uh, however, this goes, I uh, all's fair now. It's like they, they opened the door to this last time. Around. I just love hearing Chuck Schumer and the rest of them complain about how this is some kind of witch hunt and how I the know. American people want politicians to focus on issues that matter. Oh, thanks. Uh, a little late on that. But since you guys started this uh, lawfare battle, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. It probably, I mean, obviously it's not going to result in the removal of Joe Biden as president, but that line they always attach to Trump, twice impeached, the twice impeached Trump. I, go do it three times. Are they going to do this? Do it three yeah. times on Biden, just so you can say thrice impeached. Let's just, everyone gets impeached. You know, you get elected, then you get impeached. It's just part of the constitutional process at this point. And the people who started that, I have no appetite to. That's not true. I have a full appetite to listen to them, bitch, because it's hilarious, but it has no credibility. I don't even care if the outcome of this isn't what I want, because I just want to create chaos and gum up the works. You know, well, there was a time not so long ago when I would have regretted it. And I still do. I think this is bad for the country. Uh, I don't think it's it's good for the country in any way. It's just a question of what is the status quo. And. I can't sit here anymore and say, well, we really don't want to stoop to that level. The level is a given. The level is where yeah. we are. And 
I want these people to lay down their swords, but asking nicely to lay down their swords is not, it doesn't have a great track record lately. And I say that as someone who asks extra nicely myself quite often. Uh, They don't put down the sword when you ask nicely. So I guess out comes, out come the swords and we'll see how this goes. Did you see uh, John Fetterman's reaction? (laughs) That was pretty hilarious. I did not. John Fetterman, he has this like weird, it's not a Hitler mustache, but he's got the mustache look now. And he he was reacting to the news that uh, Biden is going to be impeached or there's an impeachment inquiry into into Biden. And he just mocked the idea. Oh, no, not that. Oh, no, not that. The please don't do that. And it was kind of funny. I, I hate to say it. It actually was kind of funny. OK, Did he have a moment. <laughs> I will. I see. That's the thing is you can't tell. It's like, is he? Being funny or is he actually retarded? And that's why it came out that way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was one of those. Uh, anyway, uh, it will be, of course, a normal call in show. If you remember how that works, it's been so long now, two weeks. Um, but uh, most of you guys know how that works. If you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the uh, description on whatever video platform you may be viewing. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. Although, full disclosure on the, the email questions, we obviously have a a two-show gap, but what is a three-week no, gap? It was like... like one show, standard one show. I couldn't believe it. I think people probably infer that when we... Uh, have a, a week off, you know, but mm-hmm. I just want to say to anybody sending them now, uh, it might be a significant delay. I don't know how we're going to handle that. If, if, oh, that's what you're saying. I thought you were talking about us having a really long um, email. Yeah. We, we have a normal number today. Yeah. I'm saying uh, we're, we're happy to accept your call and show questions for the future shows, but there's a little bit of a question mark or an asterisk on that. So we will get to them when we are able, uh, but go ahead and send them in. If you have them, of course we love to receive them. Uh, and of course we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. But, uh, first caller tonight is Tom. Tom, are you there? Tom? Yes. Hey, how you doing? We are well. What's on your mind? Uh, I want to wish or hope for a safe and, uh, enjoyable trip for Blonde and her family when they go to Japan. Thank you. And, uh, is that let's see uh so uh hunter and joe have been influenced peddling in um ukraine so they the prosecutor there was digging into hunter's dies to burisma so joe uh bribed uh, said they had to they, uh, get rid of the prosecutor or he wasn't going to get all that foreign aid. So now if Trump gets in, he's going to be able to expose all that. So that's why they want to get Trump at all costs. I think hey. that's a reason. I don't know if it's the reason, but certainly I, I think uh, Trump would be viewed as a hostility to the uh, to the various operations of the president and his son, for which there's no proof. I keep hearing no proof, no, no tie from Hunter Biden's business operations to Joe Biden. So I guess you actually have to see the PayPal transfer uh, for corruption. Lowell from Hunter. Is, is <laughs> I don't the, think the they really care. 
That wouldn't be good enough, I'm sure. That would. Oh, it was clearly a joke among the family, mocking the scrutiny that's been applied to them. Anyway. Um, it just seems like like he's been selling out the country since since day one. You know, closing the Brisbane pipeline, the uh, the 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 pipeline up up in North uh, uh, Keystone. North America. The, the the first the almost the first thing he did as president. Yeah, and then he blew up the other pipeline. So, Don't forget know, about that. The one in Europe and draining our draining our our oil reserves, and it just seems like. I don't know. He he wants the country to fail somehow. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 all but convinced these people do. I don't know if they want collapse per se, but they they want uh, a dominating power over a, a, a subservient populace. I would say because they want they want tumult and, and turmoil and and uh, so that they can uh, slip in their authoritarian control. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they want uh collapse insofar as like uh I don't think they want to eliminate the population's dependency on government because that's how they maintain their power, of course. And um, sure. but I think that a certain level of destruction, to your point, is uh beneficial to that sort of control aim. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts? Always afraid of something. Uh well it's a good time to be afraid. There's a good <laughs> No shortage of stuff to be scared about right now. I mean, I don't know. I right a a, a, a surfeit, a supply of uh, you know, of, of things to be afraid of. Yeah, uh, I hate to phrase it that way because I don't. I'm not. I don't want people to be irrationally af- afraid. Of course, um, anytime it's it's a good time for fear. Also means it's a good time for bravery, though, and a good time for courage, and a good time for standing up for. First principles, standing up for moral truth, standing up for things that matter. So um, tough times are here. I think tougher times are coming because it's going to have to get tougher before people want to fix the problems. But uh, you you think how much worse do you think it's going to get? Let's be real. uh, Real conversation. Isn't that what everybody is worried about? We're not at like third world level yet. And for people to get for people to actually. participate in some sort of serious conflict i think that's what it has to get to it has to get to like hunger level desperation yeah can't we do something before that yeah there's no need for people to be hungry let's start (laughs) let's start uh i don't know the body emotion the body emotion will continue in in the the same direction unless changed by some exterior force well you your your earlier hypothetical was uh a situation in which Trump is actually elected. Do you think that that's a possibility or, or well, do you think it's a political possibility? And then do you think it's a fortification possibility? Cause I think those are two separate questions. Oh, oh, oh it's a, I think it's a political possibility. Yeah. But, but I, I really doubt the fortification possibility. I mean, if, if states are successful in keeping him off the, the regular ballot and people have to write them in. I'm sure there's many ways that the write-in votes will be able to be manipulated, that's, uh, you know, uh, sorted, and, and fortified. Well, that's really interesting. I uh, The situation you're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, you're talking about uh, states removing Trump because he's 14th Amendment ineligible or some theory like that. Yeah, right? or, or whatever okay. reason that they dream up to, yeah. uh, to, to ram through that sort of but thing. But if, if the Secretary of State in wherever, Arizona or Pennsylvania, one of these key states, 
says that Trump is legally ineligible and then the voter writes him in. Is the state legally authorized to reject that vote? Or how does that work? Like he's not on the ballot, but if I write him in, does that count? They'll they'll interpret it whichever way makes most sense for them. That's the way that that's the party line that they'll pick. Whatever way that they can interpret it so that they benefit the best, that's the way they'll do it. That's uh it seems pretty like if a if a qualified legal voter makes his or her selection for a person who is constitutionally eligible to be president, mm-hmm. what business does the Secretary of State have in saying I don't like that one, it's deleted? Would they I I, I, I ask, would they actually try that? Of course, of course some of them would. So maybe we'll get to watch this actually happen. There's going to be all kinds of new things you're going to see this this election. Uh, yeah, maybe last time around was just kind of the warm up act. Maybe we haven't seen the real show yet. Can't wait. Uh, Biden got 81 million last time. He's going to get probably double that this time. He's going to get. How did I get uh, 340 million votes? How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any uh, closing thoughts from you before we let you go? Uh, how do you think the uh, Vikings are going to do on Thursday night? Uh, they're going to get murdered, I would say. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm a Philly fan, so I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to crush your, your team, but I just want to win. That's all. Just, aren't just Philly fans like, I don't know anything about sports, but aren't they famously pieces of shit? I've heard they're dicks. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to implicate Tom. That way. Don't you star- guys like burn cars and stuff when you know it's not something that happens anymore it's not like throwing snowballs at santa claus did you see the body bag thing against dallas you know didn't this happen like three uh, years ago a bunch of philly fans were lighting cars on fire and like riding in the street uh, doesn't that happen annually i don't think so did you uh, want the last uh the last eagles vikings nfc championship back after the 2017 season where they got killed um do you remember that guy? Cause they did their Philadelphia fan thing afterward. They just, you know, made chaos in the streets, but one of the Philadelphia fans actually ate shit from the cop's horse for reasons unknown, but there's video of this. He ate the horse's shit because that's how ecstatic he was about the Eagles victory or something like that. Wait, wait, you eat shit when you, when you win. That's what he did. Look it up. Eagles fan eats horse shit. It's a real thing. I swear to God. It was after the Vikings yeah. NFC championship. I'm 99% sure. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Thank uh, you for bringing that memory back. That's something I really wanted to remember. <laughs> well, you, they won the game and they went to the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl and, in and Minnesota I, I, after I, that. So that was a good part. Yeah. God, I, I know, right, well, I know anyway, too much I about football and the Vikings. The I need to stop. Anyway. I went all the years I've wasted. I, if you anyway, if you think you can, if you think you can crush my Vikings fan soul with like a forty to nothing victory tomorrow night, it's I'm I'm damaged goods. There's no additional damage you could do to me. I I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to. A one point win is is just fine for with me. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. And uh, if you if you ever uh, find more Eagles fans eating horse shit, send me the video because I want to see. Uh... Thanks, man. Take care. Ew. Did you uh, did you find the video? Of, I'm not watching that. Oh, you did, but did you try to look it up? No. Well, now now I'm curious. 
Eagles fan eats horse shit. Why? Yeah, li- uh, the headline Philly Voice, February fifth, twenty eighteen. Oh, it was after the Super Bowl win. It wasn't after the the NFC Championship, but around the same time. Like I understand um, someone making you eat shit if your team loses, and even that you lost a bet or something like that, and yeah. you're a man of honor but, like, who you sticks voluntarily to his word. eat shit. I'm pretty sure that's what he did, but yeah, headline: Eagles fan literally eats horse poop after Super Bowl win. No, yep. uh, all right. Let's talk to Joshy Boy. Oh. Joshy Boy, are you there? Hey guys, how's it going? Hi. We are well. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. If you hear me fussing, I'm fussing at my cat. But anyway, that's um, quite all right. Yeah. He's new to the family. But anyway, um, I'm just talking in dangerous spaces about sports. But I'm not going to bore Blonde to death with sports. No, we were just talking about football. We we were. Oh, really? It'll fit right. I had, well, I had my volume turned down. Are you uh, are you a football fan at all? I just want to know if he, I just want to ask him if he knows this story. Then we'll move on. I understand football. I don't really watch it. Oh, okay. so what's well, the then problem? probably I was going to ask if you're familiar with the Philadelphia Eagles fan who ate horse shit after they won the Super Bowl. That does not surprise me. Yeah. Did you watch the new Untold with Florida, the Florida, uh, Florida State or FSU or? Oh, uh, no. You're talking about Netflix. Yes, it is so good. You what's what's the subject of it? What? I don't know. Tim Tebow's rise to fame and like the dynamics of the team back then. I I love Tim Tebow. I it's know just I'm the like Tebow the era of the Gators or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea any of this happened. Have you heard his crazy birth story? One, right. Um, it's a college in NFL. The, uh, yeah, it's uh, well, this this is Tim Tebow's Florida career, so it would have been his college career. But it was his college career. All right, I don't think anything it? happened in the NFL. We're, we're stealing Joshy Boy's call at this we'll point. We'll give you Joshy his time. What's no, the okay. story? All right, it's all right. Tim Tebow, he came from a super Christian family. He was homeschooled. Um, mm-hmm. While his mom was pregnant, she was doing mission work in the Philippines, and she got malaria, and she was taking a super potent teratogenic drug for her malaria, and she did not know she was pregnant. So the doctors wow. were like, you have to have an abortion. She was like, go fuck yourself. And then she had a placental abruption where the placenta separates from the uterus. It is a horrible condition to have during pregnancy. And they're like, you need to have an abortion. She's like, go fuck yourself. And then Tim <laughs> Tebow came on time. Everything was fine. Now he's Tim Tebow. And now nice. people ask, who's that? Are you doing a sounder oh, yeah, right now? Great story. Compelling. You, and rich. you don't have the system open. All right. No, it was a great story. Compelling and rich. <laughs> you called it. God, that is uh, a great story. Isn't that awesome? An, an amazing pro-life. Story? Anytime uh, a, a woman is yeah. advised to abort and she chooses not to is a great is actually a great story. I will yeah. give you that. Yeah. Yes. And it's Tim Tebow. Okay, fine. Whatever. Making me feel bad for telling an uplifting story. That's true. Those are not common. I should be uh, <laughs> more open to that sort of thing. All right, Joshy boy. Sorry for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sorry for delaying the substance of your call. But I apologize you for nothing. <laughs> but my subject for today was kind of the bitch and moan about how our republic is dying since I haven't really ah. talked about monarchy in God knows how long, right? About like the party or old republicans writing dying. philosophy. I think he means the republic, stuff. like the oh, I thought he said republic. Yeah, the republic. Yeah, our our country yeah, or our government. form of government. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so basically, if you take a page out of the Roman. Republic. We basically have well, we're we listed, we're almost at 250 years. So I guess we have just around 100 years left before all things collapse. So my argument for constitutional monarchy is because well, I actually have a whole bunch of complaints and I wrote it down in notes somewhere, but it's in my backpack. 
But basically, I'm getting kind of tired of people always saying that their rights are being trampled over and we need to do something about it and we need to stand up and organize. And yet I see pretty much, I see the protests, don't get me wrong, and I see people making a stand, at least in the school grounds, but this whole fucking around and finding out thing is not really panning out well, like I have hoped. People, there is a lot yeah, of fucking well, around and not a lot of finding out. I'll give you that. There is, a, there is a lot of fucking around, but there's a lot of finding out, and then people just throw up their hands and say, oh, well. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, so either you guys are full of shit and you don't really want to fight for your liberties or anything like that, or you're just waiting for some opportune moment, and by the time that opportune moment comes, it's going to be too fucking late. Yeah. So. Totally. At least, see, most people say that we need to, um, you know, you got a lot of youngsters these days to talk about how we need communism and workers' rights and socialism and all that stuff, right? Uh, yes. You don't really hear too many people arguing on behalf of the monarchy or anything like that. Uh huh. And I know I get, I know I get some flack for wanting a king or whatever like that. I say king and queen simply because that's what monarchs are. But given the fact that I've seen a lot of, I'm, I'm going to side with blonde here about the 19th Amendment. Um, I used to be like you, Matt. I'd be like, up. come on now. They're, don't look at me yeah, to there, make a counter argument. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. There's some good women leader out there. And then I and then I see the uh, the absolute travesty that's going on in our co- country right now with some of these, like the one in Albuquerque, right? Yeah, this hag in New Mexico. Yeah. And she won't like, back down. Just, the, did you see the latest where the state police are saying, okay, the the the, the, the AG, I think... Uh, well, the, the district attorney in Albuquerque, I think the AG has come mm-hmm. out statewide and said not enforcing it. State police not enforcing it. And her response to people who are out walking with their guns out is, oh, those citations are coming. They're definitely going to come. <laughs> Look in your mailbox wow. and there's going to be a ticket in there. She's not giving up. Everyone is telling her to go fuck herself and she's yeah. not giving yeah. up. Uh, again, tomatoes in the town square. It's only fair. That's the most polite thing yeah. we could do to her. I, I, no, I just couldn't believe polite, that she's not. To, it, that's the only thing that I, I wouldn't say blonde was wrong, but uh, she is not submitting to the to the forceful rejection of her. She She's an anomaly well, in that way. Let this be a case study for the larger societal problem we're going to mm-hmm. have when post ball women have political power, hmm. because yeah. you, you can't you can't make them feel bad about their sexual market value because they're like, no one wants to fuck me anyway. So, and that's Immune. what we're seeing here. Is yeah. she, <laughs> is she married with, what's her, is she, uh, I actually don't I, know. I'm going to look her up. Uh, proceed, Joshy boy. Sorry to interrupt you, but obviously I care yeah, a lot about um, that story. Yeah. But my thing is that when I argue on behalf of monarchy it's mostly because I'm tired of this whole Republic shit. We've tried it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally. Um, and the thing about it. monarchy is that uh, in our in our constitutional republic or whatever everybody wants to act like this is, um, <laughs> I'm basically being governed by a bunch of faceless corporations and people, unelected officials uh, whose name I don't know, but yeah. they're they're paving the way through um, their financial support for whatever mm-hmm. pet projects they want done. At least when you have a monarchy, there's like some element of transparency people are like well we're gonna have a king forever and then it's gonna be his son and blotted i'm like yes, i know who he fucking is you know who's not in charge well, of this but country? he's still joe biden he's whoever this king like i think the problem is just too many people under centralized power and i'm not even saying that monarchy is is inherently mm-hmm. flawed because as we've discussed the descriptor of constitutional monarchy is what perks up my ears yeah. in, in this and that's what i why i think it's it's maybe conceivable but if you installed a king in dc right now 
Um, yeah. You yeah, we'd still, only have to kill one person. No, no. He's going to have this to oversee a country this large with top down authority. He's going to have to have this a, a very similar. Bureaucracy, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know? but there's no checks yeah. and balances. And so it most of the most of the power is going to lie with him. And once you topple, once you topple the king, but that's. Well, that's um, the situation we're in right now, where there's just a ton of... No, it's not, of, because Biden it, doesn't have any of the power. We it might to, not be we one guy, We have to deal guy, with, like, 70 it's, bureaucracies. It's everybody in D.C., and I don't care what his title is. If all the power is in D.C., we have the same problem. Mm. I, I, yeah, I can people. see that. Yeah, you know, it's like the it's the king's the, castle the, in, in the hypothetical. Yeah, the analogy a lot of guards often makes when it comes to uh, a presidency where you got a whole bunch of people versus a monarchy, is that, which is... I often say, which is easier to kill, a lion or a hydra? And I think one right now is our republic is indeed a hydra. You cut off the head of one, two more just show up. Where, like Bond said, at least you know who the king is and who their line is. And kings have been over Is that before. the multi-headed dragon? I want to make sure I yeah. understand. Yeah, that's so. the multi-headed dragon. Right. So if you, so it's basically what our republic is at this point. We have a lot of heads that if you just cut off one, let's say that the person Albuquerque goes down, right? Fucking great. Uh, we still got people in California and D.C. and other places that are going to try the same exact shit. So you didn't really accomplish anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm small not, victories that go ahead. Uh, I, I, I would say I'm not going to be sold and I'm not saying this is what you're arguing for unless mm-hmm. you tell me. But I don't care who selects centralized power, whether it's uh, yeah. like a, a family situation or whether it's a democratic election. Centralized mm-hmm. power, I think, is is the problem here. If you had a, a constitutional monarchy where the king um, is actually morally dedicated to those those constitutional principles, as in the limitations of his power, the rights mm-hmm. of the people, all of those things, plus there's some delegation of power down to the local community, that's where I could see it functioning. Yeah, that that's actually what I'm arguing for. Mm-hmm. What you what you're um alluding to is known as an absolute monarchy where the yeah. king has all the power. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also the um, aristocracy, I think, what it is. So that's what you are arguing. That's what you're basically describing. But the constitutional monarchy would be what you just said. That, that's what yeah, I'm arguing I, for. I, uh, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that. As uh, I, I, I think the... I, I don't think that the issue of how we select our leaders is as important as how power is decentralized, split up, localized, all of those things. Uh, the the yeah. more, the, the further and further away the power center is that governs your day-to-day life, the bigger the problems are going to be. And so if you have a king who recognizes that, it probably mm-hmm. would be better than these DC faceless bureaucrats that are the enemy of everybody. Yeah. I will need um, one more thing before I go. There is, there is one YouTube that I've actually looked at and I need to send y'all the link. He was he was talking about uh, Vladimir Putin's viewpoints. Hmm. Uh, it's too long for me to summarize. So, but I'll send y'all a link so y'all can have a watch. And it's pretty interesting. Okay. And it actually made me. It, made, it didn't make me actually pro Russia, but I was like, you know, I kind of understand Russia now. <laughs> yeah. A little better. All right. Well, thanks for the call, as always. All righty. Y'all have a good night. You Thank as well. You. Okay, let's talk to Gilgamesh before the bottom of the hour. Gilgamesh, are you there? Hi. Hello, sir. How's it going? We okay, are how well. Are how are you? Oh, I'm eh, I'm okay. Um Oh. Oh my god, this our, our world's going to hell in a half. It seems like to be the, the theme tonight. Elon, 
I'm angry with Elon because he wouldn't let them lose Starlink to basically destroy the Russian naval fleet. And he said, no, I'm not going to let you start World War III. It's like, yeah, because it's... And Putin came out and said, yeah, if he'd done that, we would have used nukes on you guys. Like, you idiots don't understand. Stop what you're doing. Stop this uh, shit you're doing at China, Russia, North Korea. They don't want war with anyone. They just want to work with everyone. And it's like ridiculous. Who's, who's they? Russia? Russia, China wants to just trade with everybody. They want to. That's why they're why China's working on this Belt and Road Initiative. They want to make it easier for to trade without having to like go over the seas all the time. You can trade through rail lines a lot faster. That's who built the high speed rail lines in Japan. Was China? That's all they do. This is what they did in Indonesia recently. They connected Wait a minute. all Are the, the Japanese going to credit the Chinese for that? Is that true? They don't. No. They they trade with them all the time. The Japanese people are not happy with their government. They don't want that. They don't want war with China. They like working with China, and China doesn't have a problem with Japan. They don't like the, They don't like the fact that what was all they, that Man keep... King business about? <laughs> oh, ancient history. That is a, that is the Chinese don't care about World War Two. They've moved past that. What about the At Japanese home? though? The Japanese the care. The Japanese won't <laughs> let it go. That's what's so irritating. Come the on. How are the Japanese supposed to let it go? It wasn't that long ago. The Japanese did it to the Chinese. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm talking about other oh. things that happened in World oh. War II. Uh, the yeah. Japanese, although they have forgiven Americans. I've heard that they're like yeah, very kind uh, to uh, white what, people. What was funny when they were talking about what happened, the, the, the history anniversary of when we dropped the bombs on, on them, they called out Russia for saying that they might, if they don't stop this, they may be forced to use it. And I'm going, you're not going to call America out for fucking dropping two bombs on your country, you dumbass. It's like, oh my God, it's so, it's so ridiculous. I mean, China is like, all they want to do is, is build things, make things better for, and trade. If you build a country up, build their economy, you can trade with them. How hard is it? What, what's wrong with that? It's like, that's what they're doing. Not starting wars. They're trying to make everybody connect. And then you have India, Italy today go, oh, we're not going to, we're going to get out of the built initiative. We're out, we're done with that because we have to listen to the, the United, the EU. And it's like, yeah, I mean, still... the Chinese are nakedly self-interested and I kind of appreciate that in a country. But they also want to be successful. That's why they want to be able to trade with everybody. You, well, that's like, the uh, only thing they care about. Yeah, yeah, they want to be. Yeah, they want to. But they also don't want war with everybody. They're not looking to end themselves. They're not looking to invade anybody. They just want to build everything up, trade with them, be successful, be happy. Let everybody else be successful. That's why they I don't know. I'm make pretty a few sure we diseases, get smoked. spread them around just, the world. Just a few. I, I'm no. pretty sure we get smoked by the Chinese military right now. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Douglas McGregor said, "Yeah, if you go to if if America actually went to war with China, China would destroy them. And hmm. it's not just them. Russia would come to China, would come and help China take on America. And China now has hypersonic missiles. Russia gave them." And these aren't just regular ones. These also, some of them also have nuclear tactic warheads on them. So it's like, yeah, they can just sink our fleet before they could even, you know. And by the way, here's a funny thing. Taiwan is a part of China because the people on Taiwan were the government or the people in the government that fled when Mao took over China. They fled to that island. They all well, don't ask Mandarin. the Taiwanese about that. No, they, they actually, they are Chinese. Because, and here's the thing, the funny thing is the UN voted on this. Every country in the UN agreed that Taiwan 
is in fact a part of China. They call it the one Chinese well, but policy. Who, but who, yeah, but who's, I mean, do I care what the members of the UN say or do I care what the Taiwanese people say? They, they do, they're about to have elections where the guy running against the lady who keeps trying to antagonize China and he wants to work with China. He's made very clear, we want to work with China. We really don't want to deal with the U.S. We're done with this because they see what's going on in Ukraine. They know what's coming to them. And it's, you know, and they see, you know, it's like they just want to, you know, and China's like, you're part, they know that they're, they're, they, because they speak the same language. They're not a separate ethnicity. They are. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You don't like communism. But at the same time, they want to, they see the success China's having. They want to be a part of that because China does more trade with, with Taiwan. With Japan, I don't know about that. If South Taiwan Korea, wanted to be a part of China, there's no more political dispute. It's over. They're part of China. That's what, that's what China wants. They already, here's the thing. Everybody, we, you know, the people there have said, that's why they were protesting Nancy Pelosi coming. They're like, we don't want this. Well, we I mean, want in, to. People in fairness, nobody said, wants that. <laughs> nobody well, wants Pelosi to show. They're yeah. tired of this, this antagonizing China because China's like, you're, they've allowed them to self-govern because they considered, okay, we're, you're part of us, but we're not going to tell you what to do. It's like, this is what they did in Tibet when they took, when they out got rid of the Dalai Lama, they saw the horror he'd done and they've made that one of the wealthiest parts of China and it is. And I read an article and I did an article about the history of, of Tibet and how right. somebody there actually said, unlike like the, um, the Baltic states, you know, Lithuania that once was a, is independent again. It was a country, all that stuff. Taiwan's never been a country. It's just been a region in China. And the Dalai Lama was trained by the CIA to, to basically try to be a separatist. He failed, fled. The government came in and saw the horrors and they cleaned all it right, up. We, they, yeah. We, we so, got to wrap this up, but thank you for your call. Oh, have, have fun in Japan. Matt, thank you. Matt, one more thing. I figured it out. You are actually have dyslexia when it comes to movies. Your review of of the last review, I realized you actually love the movie. Your brain tells you you don't, so you gave it a bad review because they you said you said because of the no Jesse the, James the movie, movie sucked. No, no, no. <laughs> the movie sucked. So I gotta let you go. Have, have a good night. Said... All right, uh, time for a break. Trying to. Uh... Time to catch up with some chats here. I got a few over on Rumble. Uh, G-I-A-R token, token S word. Although I, I can say spank on the Wednesday show. I've done it before. Hey, Majagas. What is Blonde most looking forward to do in Japan? And would Matt ever go Pokemon Center, Noodles, Arcades, Creepy Sex Spots? Okay. I, I can't believe this is what I'm most looking forward to in Japan. But here's the truth. They have a mini pig cafe where you sit. And you drink tea and you play with five pound pigs. And I'm so excited. What? Yes. That's the thing. What the mini pigs. Have you ever played with a mini pig? Cause I haven't. They roll over. You scratch their bellies and you drink tea. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Um, Would I go to Japan? Uh, I guess I don't really have a desire to though. Uh, it wouldn't be on my short list. If I was going to pick an international trip, I don't think it would make top five for me, but I don't really have any connection to or interest in Japan. I'm sure it's probably fun, but I, there's a lot of places I'd rather go. I'd rather go to the Scandinavian countries. I'd rather go to Australia. Um, I would rather, 
I still want, we didn't even get our Hawaiian honeymoon because of all the Corona crap. I'd like to go to Hawaii. Why? That's not sucks. an international trip, but uh, anyway. Uh, also says. Uh, and then you get to eat the pig, of course. <laughs> is it one of those things? Yeah. Is it like, like, uh, like those monkey brain cafes in Asia? You ever heard of that? Yeah. You, you, then you roast the, the, the pig on a tiny spit yeah. and you eat it. Well, fair enough. Had a good life if you scratched mm-hmm. its belly well enough beforehand. Uh, Mr. Token S word also says it's heating up in the Southwest. Arizona judge rules. There was voter fraud in 2020. And what are both of your thoughts on the New Mexico governor's tyrannical order? Well, at the risk of ranting, about ranting about it for another 10 minutes, uh, see the Sunday show. And I think we talked about it in the second hour. So go check that out. Um, yeah. I mean, she's a crazy bitch and she needs to be brought into line. Mm. It's pretty much as simple as that. She has no Pimp the, hand. the takeaway is that lady is threatening you. That lady is yeah. a criminal who is threatening you. And she needs to be dealt with like any criminal who is threatening you. She deserves nothing more. Uh, if somebody takes away the ability for you to defend yourself in a situation where you're being attacked, then they're partially responsible for whatever happens to you. Yeah, I would. How does she not there's, feel there's a certain like morally culpable? How, how, does she, how does she not accept that there's moral culpability in her position? Uh, yeah, and she she ha- she believes that she's protecting people by doing that. It's like, well, what business of yours is it how I protect my family? Do yeah. you monitor my home 24-7? Did had- the identity of that guy that killed that 11-year-old ever come out? Because I'm sure he was Mexican. Uh, I went back and looked. I searched for it a little bit more uh, Monday, Tuesday. I couldn't find any Another. additional information. Let me see. Sorry, proceed. Um, Shadowban420 says, that doesn't work either. Uh, we are at an impasse. Is this a re- <laughs> Is that the famous? That doesn't work either. I can't do it. Is that what this reference is? It doesn't work either. I don't. Did he say? I think he did say we're at an impasse. It, it must be a quote from the infamous uh, mm. Crowder surveillance camera. Anyway, uh, the, the vehicle just pulled up on the side of them and then started shooting. Yeah, it sure sounds like gangbanger stuff. Yeah, yeah. And an 11-year-old is young, but it's also not unheard of for an 11-year-old. Was this like a birthday party or something that was going on? Forget the circumstances under which he no, was shot. No, he was in a car, too. Oh, he was also in a car. It, uh, it's not so. actually unheard of for an 11-year-old to be involved in gang activity. I'm not saying for no, sure he that... he wasn't. He was a cute little... He was just... He was He was there with his family, or what was the situation? I think he was with his cousin. Okay. Um, again, not to say that it is deserved or anything like that. I'm just saying... It's very weird for an 11 year old to get caught up in a drive by unless it was someone a road else rage was, incident. It was road rage. It wasn't a drive by. Yeah. Well, then how did he get shot? But not the driver just missed um, or something. His mother and his baby brother were in the back. So was, they just missed. So he was the only one that was killed. And then his 24 year old cousin was shot. But she's OK. OK, so road rage. And we and they have no idea who did it. I'm sure they know who did it. At least officially, they're they're not saying so far. Uh, let's catch up on Tippy and YouTube. Maybe just a few here, or I think we only have a few to get through. So I want to make sure we get back to our callers. But you got it, or do you need me? Oh, sorry, uh, Eric Burns Marsh. Stress can cause circulation problems. Everyone avoid discussing certain pizza styles and voting for popcorn flicks. Fortify the movie vote if needed. I have my principles. Number one is keeping Matt alive so Blonde doesn't have to co-host with Beanie Boy. Who the fuck is that? Keep vein thrombosis, DVT. I am still alive despite my DVT. I got to go in for a, a follow up tomorrow. So thank you for the well wishing, Eric Burns Marsh. <laughs> Aren't you scared? Or are you going to sleep okay? No, all I the only reason for me to this is like a generic family doctor thing. And the only thing is I'm going to go in there and say, yeah, I'm fine. Give me more drugs. 
and then I'll leave. <laughs> no, you need to get all that genetic testing done. No, but they, this family doc can't do that. I'm going to have to go to like but a But he blood. can order it. And well, get this though. Uh, it's actually a she. It's a she doctor that I was referring Why? to. Why? Yeah. God. So I'm really screwed here. Oh my God. Bro. So you'd be like, well, we have to amputate your leg in office right yeah. now. No, Sawed it's literally, I'm, I'm going in there so I can say, I'm fine, but I, I, I need like a multi-month prescription of the blood thinner. Give me that, and then I'm going to go get a blood specialist to test me out later. Well, she has to refer you. Well, if she refers me, that's fine. I can go find my own, too, though. I don't have to take But then they'll ask for a referral from your family doctor. Yeah, that's fine. They, but I don't have to go to whoever she tells me to go to. I can go to whoever I want. Right. Just Just give her the name of the specialist and be like, I need you to write me a referral. So that it's easier for you. Uh, yeah, but I might want to take some time and find like, you know, find someone. I don't I, I don't really care uh, who this lady selects. And frankly, I'm a little bit worried because, like I said, when I, I had to call their number to do answer their automated questions about my health conditions or, you know, whatever beforehand. And then at the end of the automated call, it said, be sure to bring your mask. If you don't have a mask, we will provide you with one. And I thought, nope. That's not happening. So I'm showing it up. And if you if you tell me to put on a mask, I'm going to whistle my way right on out of that clinic. You have to go to the doctor. I will. Go to I'll the get a doctor. I'm going to get a different doctor to make sure that I see this prescription through. But I'm not going to go put on a mask to talk to some idiot. Absolutely not. You know, the stress of dealing with your blood clot gave me. a. Blood Are you telling me to put on a mask? Is that what you're telling me to do? Dude, I'm just saying you have to get this appointment over. It's more important. I'm not putting on the mask. I'll go find someone else. There are plenty of family docs in this town. If they try to make me put on a mask, I'm out. I'm not doing it. Okay, but if they try to make you at, at some like specialist doctor, then just fucking do it. Just do it. If I get like the best blood doctor in the country and he's like, oh, you're going to put on a mask. Maybe. Okay, I'll cross fine. that bridge when I get to it. Maybe. But not for this lady. Anyway, uh, okay, uh, let's read a couple more here and we'll get back to the calls. Ryan Hass, random question. What is the most cutting non-swear and non-slur blonde insult in your opinion? I think being called a coward cuts the bone. Sorry for the random question and thanks for what you both do. Cheers. Thank you. Anything Ryan. about my parenting just cuts Ooh. me to the core. Uh, as a man, I would agree with what Ryan's saying. Like anything that that sincerely questions your courage um, or, you know, what actually drives me nuts is being called lazy or any variant of that uh, because don't like that <laughs> you don't have to like what I do, but I'm not fucking lazy about it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I put hard work into everything I do. It doesn't mean it's great. It doesn't mean you have to love it, but accusations of laziness drive me nuts. I'm extraordinarily lazy, so I don't understand. It's because you actually are hardworking. If somebody called me lazy, I'd be like, well, yeah, yeah. he's got a point. <laughs> no, uh, we all have our roles. All right. Uh, let's get Jonathan and then uh, we'll get back into the. To the Blake McDowell. Here. Don't you know this guy? Um, yeah, I do. Oh, happy to report that my baby girl was born healthy at 1232 on August 31st, weighing seven pounds, two ounces. Both mom and Oakland are doing great, a.k.a. Weird Kid. Oh, congratulations, Blake. Congratulations, did butthead. That's true. I did call him Weird Kid way back in the day at the skate park. Who's that weird kid? Is was a few, he, is he weird? Uh, yeah, he had like blue hair. You know, he just moved to town. 
So he was just fucking weird. Did he grow up and he's a weirdo? And now he's watching our weird You know, I, d- I don't, well, we haven't connected much in our adult lives other than, you know, I thank Blake for listening to the show and message here and there occasionally. Um, but congratulations to your family. And, uh, it, you know, it probably would be cool to reconnect someday. Because like I said, to, in my mind, he's still a kid at the skate park when I'm like 17, 18. And he's so maybe he's 15, hair. 14, something like that. Um, and so to be like, I don't know, as adult men, who knows? He's probably totally different now, you know, in the same way. I'm totally different. I'm not the same person I was at that skate park 15 uh, plus years pretty ago. Close. Pretty close. Uh, no, a lot different, a lot different. A lot has happened and a lot. My mind's been changed about a lot of things since then. Uh, should we do Jonathan Prezios? Yeah. OMG, just saw the new Apple commercial. It's so woke. It actually woke me up from a dead sleep. Good thing is I get to see you guys right on time. Did you guys see it? I might try to call in tonight. No. I saw some I, people in the live chat talking about it. Oh, I've not seen it. If I don't, uh, I don't watch a lot of live TV in which I would see ads or I guess. And then when I, I, would, I do watch on like YouTube or stuff or uh, similar things, I usually have an ad blocker. So I don't see a lot of, of ads. And I know it's, before anyone says, oh, that's, that's hypocritical to use an ad blocker. It's well, in the same way, I support people whose content I enjoy directly. I don't need to watch the Apple ad to support their content. So and for people in this business, it's like, do you know how many ads you have to get played to make like or how many views you need to get or how many ads actually have to play to make like a dollar? It just an accosting number. A lot. Yeah, a lot. So anyway, uh. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your chats. We'll come back to them at the top of the hour. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Wicked Massholes up next. Wicked Masshole, are you there? Hello. Hi. So uh, I was uh, going to talk about ideas being like diseases, but in response, am I allowed to respond to the guy who uh, you were talking to before the the super chats? Or uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I I. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I, I guess right. the only thing I just want to qualify, obviously he's not here to defend himself or respond. Obviously, so, yeah. you know, in fairness to him, I just, uh, think it's worth, uh, pointing out that Taiwan has a, uh, higher GDP per capita than China. So the idea that they want to join this quote unquote successful, uh, country seems uh, dubious and that, when countries say, well, we don't want war yet. Yeah, yeah, we just want to get the thing without having to go to war. It's like, yeah, everybody would say that. And I just think those are some, you know, points that are worth bringing up. But sure. the re- the thing I was going to call about was the idea that ideas are kind of like diseases in the sense that they can be contagious. And sometimes they last a while and they're gone. Other times they're with you for life. And so... An idea might be somewhat more contagious and spread faster if it's easy to understand. Or if it's really quick. For example, the idea that a particular politician took a bribe might be difficult to understand if you... You can't spread that easily if you need to understand a whole layer of connections and it's really complicated. But if they're on tape saying, oh yeah, I took a bribe, lol, then it's much easier. It's going to spread easier. And okay. uh, but an idea might be more persistent with an individual if it's actually true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wacky idea, conspiracy theories that aren't true, as opposed to the ones that are, which exist. But the wacky stuff might spread around. But eventually people realize, hey, wait a minute, that's not true. And so. 
the question is, if you want to spread an idea, how do you make it contagious? And that's where, say, putting together... So instead of some book that was written 100 years ago, you might want, you know, if you have a video that explains something succinctly, it's not necessarily that it makes the idea more powerful inherently, but there's a much lower barrier of entry to uh, being able to spread. And people who wouldn't be willing to read an entire book to understand something say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's how it's... And so the idea of any political movement is... How do you make our ideas more contagious? That's the specific thing you want to focus on. Because you might have great ideas, but who's going to hear them if it requires a massive amount of effort? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I uh, think I think a few elements are key. Obviously, being able to separate sort of primary concepts from secondary, being able to prioritize things correctly in that way, not get distracted yeah. by ideas that may be relevant or important, but are not the core of the subject or the argument. That sort of organization is key. But the other thing that's key is having a sense of humor about it. Uh, what's the saying oh, yeah. that the truth wrapped in a joke is irresistible, something like that. Um, you know, it's it's humor, like trying to be funny is not always appropriate. Uh, and when I make my own stuff, sometimes I wrestle with that. It's like, well, do how do I want to force jokes here? Do I want it to be completely serious or I try not to force it where it doesn't necessarily belong, although yeah. I'm sure I do frequently, but um, just pick the low hanging fruit. Yeah. But like where there is opportunity to have fun and make it funny, it, it should absolutely be taken, not just for entertainment's sake, but I think for the reasons that you're describing, it does actually make it more persuasive. Even if it's not after I just got done saying focus on what's relevant to the argument, well, even if the joke <laughs> isn't necessarily strictly relevant, there is something to be said for making a person smile, making a person laugh and establishing that kind of personal connection where they just find you likable or trustworthy. That it's, that is a big part of what being persuasive or convincing is. And, uh, it's hard to strategize for that. It's one of those things where it's like, you kind of either have it or you don't. I mean, people can improve or work on it, but it's very hard to just sit down and be like, I'm going to be likable and funny now. Uh, Okay. Be likable, Ron. <laughs> Sorry, what? Be likable, Ron. Uh, I don't know that reference. What that? What's that from? Oh, yeah. Someone. There was some leaked memo where someone said, "Be oh. like Ron. Be likable," and it was just, well, it's not that easy. This about DeSantis. Yeah. He's he's kind of a good yeah. example because I think that um I think his policy decisions are are mostly right. I think that he exactly. has done a pretty good job as governor. I also think that personality wise, humor wise, uh, yeah. he's next to dead on, in, in that way. Um, exactly. So he is a good example of exactly what I'm talking about. Like agree yeah, in- with almost everything. There are a few things here and there that I, that he's done that I don't like, but, um, but the, the personality factor is absent. Yeah. Not everybody wants to listen to him spend 10 minutes going into detail about how bad ESG is. Like, I don't mind that. I like that. But Mr. and Mrs. Normie aren't interested. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Did you have any uh, closing thought before we let you go? Yeah, I think a really good example of this is uh, when the Horowitz report came out and the mainstream media was attempting to run with a line that, oh, well, it has a he didn't prove that they were doing this for bad reasons therefore they're innocent and yeah. then he 
And so this was the line for a few days. And so if you were on a right-wing media outlet or if you were reading a right-wing, you know, any old blogger could explain if you were just willing to give them the time and you just read the whole blog and say, oh, yeah, there you go. But all this changed when Horowitz, I, th- I believe Lindsey Graham asked him a question and he said that he, well, we don't, don't vindicate anyone who touched this uh, when he was talking about the report. Because, so Comey's saying that he's, this vindicates him. Do you think that? Well, I would, and so he said, don't vindicate. The term he was, was that it, the reports don't vindicate anyone who touched this. And so when you had this really short clip where you could just show that around, that was very contagious because, okay, here's the guy under oath. Here's what he said. And the clip wasn't even a minute and you can get your point across. And that is a lot stronger because... Maybe somebody's not going to spend 10 minutes reading an article with the analysis, but a one-minute video? A lot more contagious. Well, isn't so it a, contagious that the, the mainstream media of, had to do a limited hangout. The, 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 the video or even podcasting as a medium is very interesting because, you, you know, you describe 10 minutes to read an article, and that's probably true. Like, most, most news articles that I encounter are probably 5 to 10-minute reads. It's crazy to me how watching someone explain something in a 5 to 10 or even 15-minute video feels so much faster then yeah. reading it, uh, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm one of those people that learns better from people explaining to me vocally than reading it. Yep. Yeah. The written medium for me is, it's just, it, even if it's only 10 minutes, it feels like it's an eternity to read through it to me. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, it, it maybe I have a, a low attention span or something. Yeah. I don't know. If you can make it complicated, it's easy to make it quote unquote, not contagious and contain it. But yeah, when it's just, how are you going to stop Mr. and Mrs. Normie from watching a one-minute video where the guy straight up says it? You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they had to retreat. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Have a great You're night. welcome. You too. Uh, Mr. New Vegas is up next. Mr. New Vegas, are you there? Yes, I am here. Well, what's in your mind? Well, uh, I've called in previously. And I changed my name because of what I was calling in about. And it's okay. been several months. Uh, the Jason Aldean thing got me looking into what happened at Las Vegas. Mm. And the one and how it's connected to Maui. No, no, no. The one plausible motive for the suspect that I read a couple months ago was that he was upset with the hotel treating him poorly despite being a high roller. Which is just... That's it? That's the theory? What, yeah. uh, what did they do to him? Are there specific acts that they're alleging in this theory? I... I've been trying to call him for two months. I don't remember when I was trying <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. I'm not I trying to push so Why spot, wouldn't they I'm just tell us? Yeah. If that were the reason, they t- they totally would have just told us that. I, I can't imagine, like, if I walked into uh, a hotel and the uh, the guy said to me, you know. You suck, fuck you. You suck, fuck you. I might be pissed off, but I don't think I would shoot up the place. There's got to, even if they were mean to him, there's got to be some underlying factor that would cause him to act in that way. Yeah, it's a little... It doesn't doesn't make sense. Doesn't seem to be enough. 
So you you're not a buyer of that theory is what you're saying. Uh, do you have any other explanation? No. <laughs> seems, yeah, no it one seems does. nobody does. It's one of the great mysteries in American history at this point, frankly. Is it still the single greatest mass shooting in the history of the country? I think so. Yeah. He didn't yeah, uh, he didn't beat the old uh, what's his name? Who's the Norwegian guy or was he Finnish? Can't remember. Uh, Andrew's brother. Yeah, did Andrew's he beat brother. that he guy? He killed 77, so no. Okay. And that was several days, wasn't it? It was over Germans. two days, yeah. Yeah. He got all these liberal youth on an island and then just systematically murdered them all. He did the old Anakin Skywalker, huh? He really did. What but a terrible person. <laughs> so Anakin Skywalker or Anders Brevin? I mean, I guess both. Both. Oh. <laughs> okay. Who was worse? That's why you can't name your boy. Uh, I, well, the the fight is still ongoing, and I don't. Um, we've not reached a resolution, and I don't want to. I don't want to rope my wife into this. I probably should not have even discussed it on air because I feel like I'm creating leverage that I shouldn't. But that has not you been love resolved. Your wife, yet. right? I, I'm sorry. What? You love your wife? Uh, I do. Yeah. That Yay. means she's correct. Uh, no, not in this case. Definitely, loving my wife does not mean she's correct on everything. I mean, those are often different things. You guys have no idea what what we're going through. Uh, Last night, I was just staring at my husband while he was sleeping, just thinking about just bashing his face. In. I'm so sorry this is happening to you. The, the thing that you've been hoping for for years and years and you years. You have no idea uh, no. what this is like. The worry, the responsibility, one hundred percent of the responsibility for like the it most is not okay. First of all, world. it is not one hundred percent responsibility. We provide for the security and no. The, I'm talking about like the physical protection of the baby. Also, right the now. man's responsibility. No, no, it's me. It's like what goes into my body. I'm. It's it's oh, it's, I, it's me. I I guess, but I'm I'm not going to accept this premise that it is a that is a unilateral thing that men do not contribute to this operation. Yeah, you guys don't. You guys do. Okay, well, good luck in the woods by yourself. Have fun. You're both dead. Hey, I contribute financially (laughs) to my household. Uh, I think I would be homeless if my husband wasn't wasn't paying against your own will. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I, thought we'd have blonde speakers. What? (laughs) He broke up. I couldn't even hear his insults. He broke up as Uh, well for me. don't, Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, okay. Did you have any other thoughts on the uh, Vegas stuff or anything else before we let you go? Oh, just one last thing. You're nobody until somebody loves you. And that somebody is me. I love you. Oh, well, thank you. uh, Gay balls. Thank you. (laughs) We love you too. Uh, Very much appreciated. Have a good night. Oh, he's already out of here. We love you. You're very special. Very special. Uh, we're a minute before the top of the hour, so let's uh, catch up on a few chats, then we'll get back into the calls. Uh, Dylan Rinker says, did you see the video of people trolling the Sacramento City Council? It's worth a listen. That's news to me. I have not heard of or seen that. Have you? No, that's uplifting, though. Hmm. Uh, it's probably pretty good. I've seen, I remember there was some fights about, or maybe that was just California state stuff, but fights about reparations and other things. I thought it was in Sacramento, and it was pretty funny. I think we just have, uh, oh wait, here we go. Knuckle Hunky Bucks up next on uh, on YouTube and Tippy. Uh, shoot, I need to refresh. Uh, thanks to Board Troll over on DLive as well. Thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> uh, um, I can get Hunky Buck if you need. 
You make an idea contagious through the droplets. Uh, oh, wait. No, I, I skipped a few. Um, also, mm-hmm. oh, the droplets being like Corona. That's why mm-hmm. you have to wear a mask, an intellectual mask in this case. I forgot about Daniel Yeager, too. I skipped over that one. Is the New Mexico governor leveraging outrage for political clout looking for a spot on a Dem presidential ticket or a cabinet position? Wouldn't that be something? Hmm. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like trying to trying to make some. Uh, is she doing a pick me move to be vice president or something? God, maybe. I don't know. She man, had to but... know that people weren't going to listen to her, right? Well, she's still acting like they are. She's still acting like she's going to send people citations. Yep, I gotta go potty. Blah. God, right. I get like a two second warning. All right. here. I'll uh, I'll read through a couple chats here and then we'll hop back into the calls. Uh, Jonathan Prezio says, I actually saw the commercial from uh, the talking about it. I guess you guys can't play it tonight, but it's definitely worth bringing up on the Sunday show. The new iPhone is carbon neutral, which is part of the ad campaign. Uh, I am going to press X to doubt on that claim. Carbon neutral in, ty- uh, in its it. production and shipment and all of that. Now, I guess I'd have to, what they probably mean, I guess, is they, they make the phone and then they buy those stupid carbon credits or whatever. So that's probably how they offset all the, uh, the fossil fuels that are burned in the production of that phone. But uh, I guess I'll have to read up on how they're making that claim. Knuckle hunky buck. And are they, aren't they making them in China still? Aren't they still made in China? There's no way China is carbon neutral in its production, but uh, I'm sure they have some explanation for it. Knuckle hunky buck says to plant an idea you need to win hearts and minds. Humor opens up the heart and relaxes the mind. It's always the droplets. I see. So humor is uh, humor is to persuasion. What the droplets are to Corona, I guess. I don't know if that's a perfect analogy, but thank you. Hunky buck course uh, jonathan prezio says oops i meant to say the commercials from a youtuber or i saw the commercial from a youtuber the quartering talking about it. Uh, always looking forward to you covering or anyway sorry looking forward to you covering it on sunday love you guys also i'm not drunk this time lol well <laughs> glad to hear it That's thanks for supporting the show eric burns marsh also <sighs> says uh blonde you're not kidding about female doctors i saw one in the er right off the bat she's like Close my chair she's like below the knee or above the knee <laughs> Uh, that was pretty much what happened to me with the, uh, the woman I saw at the urgent care clinic. I said, I'm pretty sure I have a DVT deep vein thrombosis. And she said, "Mm, I don't think so, but I can't do anything. So go away. And then I got to the ER. In fairness, she told me to go to go to the ER. She didn't say go away. That's true. She didn't tell you to go home. But she, she disputed my characterization. And then when I got there, like, oh yeah, that's totally what it is. hundred percent. Thanks. Wow. You know, they tell you not to use Dr. Google, but you know. I can't I can't wait till I get the bill from that urgent care clinic, too. I guarantee they're going to send me a bill for 100 bucks or something because I sat in there for a half hour waiting for this for this nurse to be like, I don't know what that is. You should leave. I guarantee they're going to charge me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, okay, we'll leave it there. We'll come back to your chats at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Raggle Fraggle is up next. Raggle hey, Fraggle, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you been? Uh, you know, doing this, doing that, and living life. Yeah. You guys want to put a uh, drive the final nail in this uh, 
property debate or topic? What property? You feeling up to it? Uh, sure. What? It's whatever you want. All right. So did you uh, watch the video or the uh, podcast I sent you? Uh, no, but I'll, uh, I'll need you to explain the concept. At least the end of it where he answers the question. Okay. So the, the TLDR version is he gives three definitions of property as we as Americans understand it. So the first property would be the one that you were stumping for, Matt, which is uh, Locke's version, which is, you know, uh, natural resources plus labor, or I think the way it was technically phrased is any result of your labor, which I kind of like a little more because then it it kind of blends into the negative side, which is if you break it, you buy it. Um, and then and the other one, uh, which is kind of alluding to the side that I was taking as far as definitions go is by uh, William uh, Blackstone, who was an English juror. And his definition is uh, any object you exercise dominion over. So this would be like the coins in your pocket, the shoes on your feet, your piece of property that is not really being utilized. And the in the abstract version of this would be the copyright law that we kind of discussed where uh, somebody like uh, Walt Disney would claim property rights over uh, Mickey Mouse because he is the creator of Mickey Mouse. Um, and the, the technical cool. definition of that is someone that has um, a unique uh, relationship with the uh, item at hand mm. and him as creator therefore would uh, would qualify I would say and uh, the final that, one which what, is okay let's get through the definitions uh, I guess I I, I okay, have some the, disputes the, with the that final, characterization but okay but and the final one is uh, the one that I sent you which is the uh, the uh, essay that oh what's his name i can't remember now all of a sudden but it's the essay that was written uh why uh, essentially justifying why um you can't own slaves because it destroys their uh property rights in the process of doing so so yeah, anything the, they create because they're a slave is actually yours yeah it's the seizure of the their owner. labor so Right, right. So it violates that principle. And to answer your question, the reason we can't own air in the atmosphere is because of the definition that I was kind of espousing, which is there's no one that really exists in relationship to air in the atmosphere uniquely in such a way that they could claim uh, dominion over it. Well, my, my problem with that definition is what is the unique dominion, if not the application of your labor? Uh, well, the, so the unique dominion is it is mine because it is no one else's. It's a until the guy shows up and uh, says that's mine, though. Definition. Like just because you say it's well, yours I does mean, not make it I mean, yours. That's way why. Well, that's why we have property rights that are recognized, and we have a society that's built around it. So that well, we I know, can but I'm saying that somebody actually does, in fact, own something. Even but, though they maybe didn't necessarily get. But that's my point is we don't adjudicate property rights by what guy says that's his. We adjudicate it by a relationship defined by the labor that was applied. 
I would disagree because we've settled land and make uh, property claims all across this country. By and applying labor. Kinda, it, uh, it makes it not even that. We just, uh, well, I mean, the guys rode around and drew, drove stakes in the ground and said, these are my property lines and these are the markers. Yeah, but, yeah, then but the mean, labor was the cost as much labor of getting, as required. The labor was the cost of getting there, which was extremely high. And I think okay. I think under so this let's, concept, let's and it was uninhabited land. And if it was inhabited, then the labor was warring over the land. I mean, I I, I just need to know what that unique unique dominion is if it's not that because it can't I, it can't just be I said so. There's got to be something. What is the unique dominion? Okay, so let's try this another way. <clears throat> if I make something and I trade you for something that you've made. Mm-hmm. how is it not still your property and the thing that I traded you not still my property? Because we've uh, we've made a consensual exchange. You, I we've, didn't make the thing you... Tr- yeah, but you okay, used so your labor. You used your labor to build the wealth to acquire to make that something, property. Yeah. Uh, okay. Break this down back to simple terms. I make... Okay, let's, uh, let's say I made a knife and I traded you for a pair of shoes. Yeah. I didn't make the shoes and you didn't make the knife. Yeah, but you you well, used your labor you to acquire the right, wealth the that you, you exchanged for them. That. Well, I understand. How, how, where how did you come from, to own that? Pro- you didn't just you don't own the shoes because you said you own those shoes. You own those shoes because you exchanged something of value for them. You built that value by using your labor. Right, but then how do I prove that it's mine? And to your point, I didn't make them. You put your name on them because you made them. No, right. I don't go into you know, a store a and say that's mine. I go into work. a store and exchange something of value that I built with my you labor. Trade, yeah. You so you buy Nike shoes. Nike doesn't own them. You own them. Why is that? Because I exchange something of or value how, that I acquired with my justify, labor. Right. How can you justify that if you didn't make the shoes according to your definition? Is because I exchange something. I'm not trying of, to attack you. I'm just well, trying because to, I exchange something of value that I acquired okay. with my labor. I've. You're not countering that point. You're granting that point. I mean, I'm just trying to express that you can own something. You can claim claim ownership of something without having to prove that I labored for this thing. And that's where Blackstone's kind of coming in. No. Can you give a practical example? Well, to to the point that was made, the definition that i'm referring to is usually applicable to something that you may have traded your labor for so you didn't necessarily make it but you have earned it and therefore it is yours well that's but that's my point the exchange of that value comes from your labor it doesn't come from saying that's mine you still there I don't know. It's this. It's the three definitions that was given. I mean, I don't know. I I'm sympathetic to your definition, and I acknowledge it as as true as one of the true things. I just don't find it's enough to be a complete definition. I I don't understand the definitions in yours at all. It's just unique dominion is a completely ambiguous term.
Um, like I said, right. I sent you the uh, the link to the podcast. It's twelve minutes long. If you want to listen to it, please by all means. He does a much better job of explaining this than I do. All right. Um, well, thank you for the call. Uh, a final, final, uh, a final word. Um, I'm looking forward to the uh, to the Bible study coming up, and it fortuitous enough, it is going to be on my 31st birthday or 34th birthday, rather. <laughs> And since I'm not going to be with friends and family celebrating, I'm probably going to be on the road working. I am no. looking forward to looking forward to spending it with you guys, uh, you know, with people who are likewise in search of the Lord and his glory and his wisdom. So, oh, thank you. Hope to see you all there. Bye. bye. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. Good night. Okay. Uh, Gabo Shoy. Gabo Shoy, are you there? Yeah, hey. What's all right? Uh, yeah, what's on your mind? So I had originally planned to call in and talk about the, the fundamental basis of purpose and value, but uh, I got distracted by uh, the mask subject earlier, and mm -hmm. uh, I figured I'd save the, the philosophy nerdery for next call. But um, Sure. So with the mask thing, like, it's worth going into my background on, uh, you know, like experience with mask mandates. Like at first, you remember there was that guy, I think in California, who um, when the store mandated he wear a mask, he showed up in a clan hood. Like he was wearing like, you know, shorts and a T-shirt, but he's just wearing this fucking clan hood in the, in the grocery store. So I was doing something similar. But uh, you I know forgot how, about uh, that one. Yes, I, it took me a second. But yeah, that was a whole yeah, news story. So, You're right. Yeah, I mean, as an effective way of protesting the, the stupidness of mask mandates, uh, uh, that's fair. So I was doing something. I don't know if you're familiar with how jihadis uh, tie T-shirts to make, like, improvised ski masks. I'm, I am uh, not familiar with this. No, so but I guess I can envision put, it. Yeah, the, the, your eyes basically go through the head hole and you tie the, sh the sleeves, the short sleeves behind your head, and then it turns into, like, an improvised ski mask. You can find videos of this. It's a, it's a handy trick if you ever need a ski well, mask. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Yeah, let me see if I can find a picture. Yeah, but um, so I was doing that. I was just walking around my grocery store in the fucking jihadi getup because I was like, these mask mandates are fucking retarded. Um, however, there was a fucking point. I don't know how this happened or why. A fucking hobo, while I'm sitting there basically in line at the store, gets up in my face and like starts talking to me from like whatever, a foot away. And it's like, yeah. if I get the fucking coof from some drunk hobo, I'm going to be fucking mad. <laughs> and so <laughs> from that moment forward, for some reason, it, like, it flipped a switch. I started wearing N95 masks to the grocery store. And so I think there's a, a weird middle ground with the whole mask story specifically related to n95 and n95 equivalent masks where they were effective and the officials knew they were basically the only thing that would be effective but they lied about them for the same reason they lied at first because there'd be a shortage and they're like well we don't want to have a, a, a shortage um which fauci admitted to by the way uh i'm sure yeah. you probably know oh, yeah. but just so people remember yeah, he admitted to it the first time when it was a general proclamation about all masks. And then they came up with this thing like, oh, yeah, that cheap paper shit that they just hand out free disposable. Yeah, that's that's effective. Like, no, it's yeah. fucking not. But <laughs> so I don't know. There's a weird middle ground where I think N95s actually not as a mandate, right? The whole mandates thing is a whole other fucking thing where, you know, you can't order people put stuff on their face. There's courtesy issues. There's like basically self-protection issues. But as a mandate thing, I don't I don't think that holds water. But as a is there any ground that this would help at least personally, like, like for your own health for respiratory viruses? Um, there's a great video by minute physics. Uh, it's a YouTube channel explaining the mechanism, like how the, the whole, uh, 
you've heard the insects going through chain link fences analogy is like, yes. is like oh, that's, that's why the masks don't work. Well, the N95 masks use tricks to get around that whole issue. And there's like electrostatics and there's a great, great visit, uh, video by Minute Physics on that. We're checking out. But no, I guess I just uh, wanted to vent that, that. That people are like, oh, the masks don't work. The science show the masks don't work. Like, no, the, the big study that came out recently, the only analysis they did on N95 masks were comparing them to surgical masks for like the flu in a surgical setting. And it was like, they didn't compare them to anything else. They didn't compare them to COVID. They didn't compare them for anything. And so, I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a weird middle ground that makes the well, anti-mask well, people is, mad. There is an argument to be made for wearing masks in a surgical setting. Yeah. Uh, and it, it clearly does reduce um, morbidity within a hospital setting. So obviously it's having some effect on um, on transmission when transmission comes from droplets. I think masks are like, nearly 100% effective at preventing tuberculosis. Well, in the, in the surgical setting too, it's about, you, you don't want to drip into a wound. You Not know? only that, but when visiting with uh, severely ill patients and things like that, it, yeah. I, I understand wearing masks in a hospital setting in the absence of COVID. Yeah. No, I, I'm right Not at the family so clinic when you're getting get your DVT checked out though. No, fuck it. Uh, so don't get yourself thrown out of a clinic. Just get a get an N95. No, or no, no, do, no, 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 do, no. Do the jihadi thing. No. Do, do what I did. No. Do, learn no. no I'm history. not going to a family clinic that still <laughs> makes right. me wear a fucking mask. That's not I the clinic for me. I understand. You're right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, okay. You had a second thought. Oh, it would be a big long thing about the the fundamental basis of purpose and value. So I should probably save that ah. for uh, <laughs> another time. But, All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. You as well. Uh, Rec, are you there? What's on your mind? Um, so blonde. Uh, a few months ago, actually, I remember listening to the Colin show, and you had an issue regarding uh contending what the Catholic Church or Christians believed about versus matters of like race and whatnot. Did I? I have, I have no I have no history in my mind of ever doing this show before. Right, right. Okay. Well, what this did is I something, say? Um, that like, you know, oh, everyone's your neighbor. So therefore you can't, uh, you know, reject anybody. You can't, you know, treat anyone. Oh, right. I, know, yeah, like, I remember talking about this. I, I don't know if this is my gripe with Catholicism, but Christianity, uh, I do have a moral issue with with just loving your neighbor. Like, right, do you right. have to, yeah. Well, well, here, here's uh, some good news for you. What you hold isn't actually in contradiction with scripture at all. Hey, that's great. So, um, I'm basically, I'm just kind of here to show the greatest podcast I think has ever been created at this point called Stone Choir. And okay. uh, do you mean two... the second greatest? What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, GTFO. Oh, I'm, so, I, I'm so, I'm sorry. How I'm dare sorry. you? No. Um, but the Stone Choir, basically, uh, it's two Lutheran guys who have been going hard on a lot of issues that have been neglected by the church or have are now even taboo to speak of. And one of the things to go into is about distinctions among peoples that actually God is very concerned about distinctions among peoples. You know, the word nation is basically the same word as race, the same word, which is actually the same word as ethnicity. Right. And the table of nations is something that is established from the very beginning of Gen like in Genesis after the flood and the Tower of Babel and everything. And then God orders the disbursement of the peoples across the earth. Oh, this right? is this is revelatory. Is there a right. Christian basis for racism? Yes. I'm in. There actually is in fact. And oh that God, actually this is gonna be longer a than a circumcision sin. discussion now. 
Right. So, <laughs> but actually, racism is actually a false sin that was developed by Magnus Hirschfeld in order to basically uh, create the conditions where he could then rape kids at some point. In the Magnus future. Hirschfeld no. again. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I, I did want to bring up specific, one specific point. Basically, the distinctions we have between how we see people, like, as Christians, we should see people is our brothers in Christ, our brothers in the flesh, and our neighbor. And brothers in the flesh, I think, only comes up one time, and it's when Paul is talking about his um, how he wished he, he himself were condemned, uh, so that all the rest of the Jews might be saved. Right? He was, you know, he said he had a deep love for the rest of his race, and you know, he was willing to go to hell if it meant God was going to save the rest of them. That is a godly thing to have. We know it's a godly thing for him to 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 say because that's it's in the Bible. Right. If it wasn't godly, uh, he wouldn't have said that, and the Holy Spirit wouldn't compel him basically to write it in the first place. Um, okay. So as yeah, so as he has this inclination towards his own people, we should have the same love for our own people. Right. Uh, this uh, is the best news I've heard all day. Right. So, and then there's a neighbor, and the neighbor just basically means people who are in your vicinity. Right. So you are supposed to love your neighbor, but of course, you know, we didn't get into weeds. Okay. Well. You know, is this invasion force your neighbor? Uh, I mean, I'm contending with that one right now. I haven't talked to that all of it. But like I said, um, they do like four episodes on the matter of race. And I would actually recommend you start with their f- fourth episode in the series called Election View of Headship, which basically goes into the reason why things turn out the way they did among the races is because some races were more faithful than others. Mm. Um, and some obeyed God's, even though everyone fell away. Some peoples obeyed God's law better than others in their paganism, uh, which, you know, basically by following God's law, you're more blessed in the temporal existence as well as your your children and your children after you, because, of course, following God's law means you're going to naturally be blessed, right? Even if you no longer know God. And record shows, yeah, record shows, we our ancestors didn't, you know, commit to the level of demon worship that other peoples did. Um, or degeneracy, I guess you could say, you know, but I won't get too much in the weeds with you guys on that, but yeah, so, uh, but they go over all sorts of issues. They just had a fantastic episode about what Yunmen can do, um, or how, how Yemen need to navigate the dated market now or the lack thereof, uh, and what Christians should be doing to foster a better world for their children. Like maybe probably basically going back to arranged marriages or just, or just short thereof, like heavy matchmaking stuff. Um, Things about actually how slavery itself actually isn't a sin. Um, they go into one about that. Really? I I, yeah, I actually like. I was perfectly Wait, fine with going. Oh yeah, slavery is horrible. All right, uh, I'm the rest of my life. <laughs> and then they, they, yeah, and then they just. No, I'm serious. It's like I'm sorry, talking too fast. Um, yeah, you know, I was perfectly fine with going. Oh yeah, slavery was bad. And then they go. Oh wait a minute, God never condemned slavery outright. I he have no desire to enslave. To well. He tells I've, slaves to obey their masters. I know. I, I believe in, in personal autonomy and autonomy of the soul. I don't think that we have any right to own another human being. Well, Although Job and Abraham had slaves. I thought there yeah, was a butt coming. There's no butt? Uh, the only no. butt in the situation, uh, I would say, well, sorry for that to direct me, but the only butt in the situation is you're not allowed to kidnap your neighbor and sell them to slavery. It's those consensual. How does one enter slavery, though, I guess? Like, if Uh, not for some initial capture, how does one... Is it just your... I'm I'm not even asking rhetorically. I don't know. Um, If if not for capture into slavery, how does one enter slavery in a justified way? You're born into it or what? 
Uh, yes, you can be bored into it. You can also be a prisoner of war, or you have a massive debt that you owe and you can't pay it off, and therefore you become oh. a slave. Well, even that's oh, not well, slavery we're all slaves, per se. Per se. I mean, we're it's all different. slaves of it's... God. We're all sl- God's property, and therefore we are slaves of Christ. Um. Okay. Well, yeah, I, that's certainly different than like, and even that is different than a man owning another man. But even the the concept that you're talking about, where it's like I have no means to pay this debt, so I work for this guy. Well, so long as the debt was acquired voluntarily and not through any sort of deceptive practice, I mean, that's and kind of... And then you of, know that the possibility uh, oh, remains that you, that you could become enslaved. It's kind of the same thing as like, I couldn't pay my restaurant bill, so they had me wash dishes <laughs> for the night. You know, it's like... That's indentured yeah. servitude. Uh, oh, yeah, you uh, had a debt that you entered and now you have to pay it back. That's not really the same thing as a guy kidnapped me, like you're saying, and forces me to provide labor to him. And that's the only reason why. It's just because he puts a gun to my head. Right, right. Um, well, you... Oh, Jesus, I just lost my train of thought of that. Um, that's, nope, I totally lost my train of thought. That's that's all right. It happens. Um, I can't be but, trusted to own slaves. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, did you have any kind of final thought before we let you go? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I just wanted to get on. Like I said, if I, I know you guys get recommendations about stuff all the time. And, you know, and this is probably going to be very but, st- but anybody else listening said Stone Choir, if you are a Christian and you are trying to contend with the matters uh, that you know to be true about creation. Uh, oh, I want to put this out. There are a lot of guys in our circles right now who know things that are true, who understand God's creation better than some, than a lot of Christians do at this point. And then they go to the church and the church says the same lies as the world does about, you know, oh, that's right about racism, sexism, homophobia, and so even homophobia at this point. It's like, so, and then what happens? Well, they don't trust the church when the church says, uh, oh, Jesus is, Jesus Christ is the son of God and save fish for sins. Like, why would they believe that if they lie to you about the rest of everything else? So then these guys go off and run off, run off to be wicked, be pagans, right? These guys can be reached if we preach all of God's truth, not just the stuff that the, you know, the world agree. Well, the world doesn't contend with us with right now, but they will. So that's all. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night. Okay, let's talk to uh, Orwell's ghost. Orwell's ghost, are you there? I am. How are you guys doing? We are well. What's on your mind? Uh, I have a bone to pick with you, dude. Oh, Oh, no. no. Uh, Yeah. And and blonde, you can be my you can be my uh, my partner on this one. Oh, okay. you gave my favorite, like my favorite movie of all time, a two star review. Uh, well, that's because it, it sucked. What was it? Master, Master Commander. Commander. Yeah, it was it's boring. It's like it. That's 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 a really really bad excuse for for why it was a bad. It's not an action movie. It's um, boring. It's, you have yeah, to. Yeah, but no. yeah, it's 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 not an action movie, Matt. Like, I'm gonna you're, let you you're, finish, you're, but. Yeah. <laughs> Were you entertained is, is probably the number one criteria for someone to rate a movie. You, right. you have to grant that. And there are movies that you're just not entertained by. Sure. I, I, I get that. If a good video, a good perspective to get is critical drinker got to do a, a good interview with, uh, he actually got to do an interview with Russell Crowe and, and Russell Crowe made the really great critical point, drinker is, did an interview with Russell Matthew, Crowe. Yeah, he did. Um, 
Yeah, just type in "critical drinker Russell Crowe." Yeah, it's 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 a great interview, and he the, the interview was about was was mostly uh, about a few movies, and then um, uh, the Pope's Exorcist. But the point is, uh, Russell Crowe made is Weir is like the ultimate. He he's like the ultimate filmmaker. Like he's just like the 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 great, probably one of the greatest and most underrated filmmakers of all time. And oh yeah, and and that was that was the prime example of a movie that. It, it it was down to down to like the like to the very smallest details was an art film. If you and, and Russell Crowe made the movie, or he, excuse me, he made the he made the uh, point in the movie that if you're watching that movie for action or as an action film, you're going to be sorely disappointed well, and not, you're going to be bored. It's not necessarily that every movie has to be action that achieves its entertainment. I found the characters to be completely bland. I found the dialogue to be extremely boring. Um, I found the performance overall to just be really flat. It's not that it wasn't like it had action in it, too. I mean, you had the the ship to ship combat and all that. And you had the sword fighting and all that stuff. But it's not like uh, it's not for me. It's not as simple as like, oh, there weren't enough explosions in the sky and there weren't enough people drowning in the water. It's like. I I didn't find the characters to be compelling or the dialogue to be all that compelling. There were, there were a lot of things. There were a lot of things going on in that film. There was the, there was the, there was the boogeyman of the story about, right. There was the, the, there was the Jonah legend that Mm -hmm. they were trying to overcome. And uh, there was the, the kind of stock life at sea. There was the overcoming of the initial battle and having to figure out, you know, how they're going to defeat the ship. And, and, um, you know, there was, you know, there was obviously ship discipline and then there were ship uh, rituals and, and, and there was all kinds of, again, it was, it was, this was like Patrick O'Brien. This was about actually, I think this was three books kind of compacted into one from the, from the Aubrey uh, Mataron series. And um, if you read the first one, you, 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 Get a lot of the you get a lot of the flavor of what of what the movie was about, but uh, where did the but, flavor yeah, go? Was, I was missing the spice. Well, <laughs> well, I think the I think one of the problems is is a lot of people can't uh, don't appreciate the anticipation of things, and that's that's a lot of what that movie was. There was a lot of there was a lot of anticipation um, and a lot of anxiety built into the film. Oh um, yes, did you and, watch and, Picnic at Hanging Rock? No, I did not. Oh, you have to watch that. That one is so good. He's so writing it down right now. It's another one of the weird films, but all of his movies are so different. Like I wouldn't even know that he was the same director. And then he made witness too, which is also fantastic. And Truman show. And I I love Truman show. I didn't hate dead poet society. That movie can suck my nuts. I saw it a long time. Well, I think can't remember. I I think one of the things I, I, I think one of the other things is like, there are these moments where it, it's it is seemingly boring, but you have to really listen to what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's the point at which they're like just sitting in the sea and there's no wind going. And, you know, there's there's like this there's there's this, you know, bright yellow haze in the background. And um, and he I, I think I think uh, Aubrey at one point says he's like. He said, I harness the wind, but I'm not its goddamn creator. Right. Like there, there he's he's just talking about how I've never had such a string of bad luck. And then uh, Colin goes off and, you know, he, he kills himself because he's terrified of, of what's going on. He thinks he's the Jonah. There's a lot of shit going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. I think you, it's it's I know you're not going to watch it again, but it's probably one of those that you, it, like that. That movie had the unfortunate circumstance of going through a really shitty production 
Um, Weird did Weird was so meticulous about getting that movie totally right, and there's like no oh, I bet CGI he was so movie. abusive during all. Of the, oh all well, the well, the, he 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 was so meticulous about it to the point where uh, uh, Cape Horn he sent researchers down to find out the color of the water. So the water that you're seeing in the film, they dyed it to make sure that it was that it was the same color. Like he, that movie got everything correct. I, oh, yeah. I, I would say, I would say you need to watch that again. Um, I, 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 you probably I, won't, but put me in prison. It's, it's, I'll accept my sentence. It's, it's the, it's, it's my, it's my favorite movie. It always I, will be. If, I can respect it. Um, commitment to authenticity to your point though. I did read that, uh, I, that the parts in the Galapagos were filmed in the Galapagos. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I think it was uh, when I was reading about it, I, I think it was maybe the first major production ever done there or something like that. It's not a common uh, movie set, obviously. It's, no, they just it's, it's not common that films films are down there. And and I, I would just like if there is a if there's a Ridley Scott movie on, I'm watching it. If there's a Ridley Scott movie, if there's a Russell Crowe movie on, I'm watching it. If there's a Ridley Scott movie that features Russell Crowe. I'm stopping heaven and earth and I'm doing whatever Wait, I can. Wait, does to such watch a thing exist? Have they ever yeah. worked together? Oh, like, oh yeah. I have gladiator, American. Oh, Gangster, he did Robin gladiator. Hood. Okay. I have seen gladiator. Yeah. yeah. But, 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 uh, um, but that was, the, he, he also has like one of, one of the really like just the, the, it's, it's a very like jingoistic nationalistic line for, for England. But he, he says, he's got this point where he's getting, he's prepping them all. Uh, for the final battle, and he says England is under threat of invasion. Though he may be on the far side of the world, this ship is this ship is home. This yeah. ship is England, and like and he's just like I I swear to God I get teary eyed every every time I watch that movie. So I'm like God, this is this is so great. And oh, and then and, how much uh, they hate the that, French. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Do you want? Yeah, you, you know, do you want to? What is it? Do you want a guillotine on pick on on in Piccadilly? You know, do you want that raggedy ass Napoleon to be your king? Yeah. You want your children to sing the Marseillaise, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's it's all baked into the movie. Blonde, you're right. There's nothing wrong with that movie, Matt. Your idea is shit. Okay, so like, <laughs> that's it. We're my idea. We're no you shouldn't die. I would I would think that you could appreciate that I went to bat for I think what is good you, about you, the movie. Yeah, for for yeah, as you, you, you that was not a, a haters right review. You know, I mean, it's it's I have to be honest about my enjoyment level of it. I think but, two stars was. I think two stars was low. I think like you could have given that three or four if you if, if yeah, it was the, if it was the I, you were bored part. I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this bored. this movie segment makes me think that I don't know Matt at all. That's the most upsetting part about all this because I'll be watching a movie and I'll, I'll be like so stoked because I'm like I know that he loved this. He had to love this, and then he'll give it. He'll be like a oh, two out of five, and I'm like I do. I not know anything about you? Is that's what's happening? I think that's what's happening with the audience too. The audience well, is like, what? Yeah. But that's it was your it was your deep vein thrombosis for sure. <laughs> it was, was it was the bosis that uh, the bosis that caused the poor review. Maybe I was in a bad deep mood. Vein thrombosis DVD. You probably were. I'm telling uh, you, you need to watch that movie again. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I got it's time for exactly of, one movie a week, and you know, yeah. what's the movie the most, this week? It's um, it's uh, Hunt for Red October. Oh right, okay. that's a good. Yeah. That's a, another that's a, uh, movie at sea. Okay, movie. No, great. Yeah. You don't even see Sean Connery's wiener. Well, What's look, the point? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, well, look, I promised, I promised dangerous spaces I would get out. But yeah. uh, uh, Blonde, you're right. Matt, you're wrong. So you guys have a good Thank week. you. All right. Have a good night. Uh, yep. Yeah, take care. 
Uh, hey, look who's here for last call. It's uh, Steven. Steven, what's going on, man? Good to hear from you. Hey, guys. Steven. Oh, it's been so long. How you been? Um, um I look for I look for ways to be optimistic, even if oh. I I try not to lie to myself. And I I try and I'd also try to be realistic about my optimism. Okay, okay. that that doesn't sound good at all. Yes. Sounds like you're doing pretty bad. <laughs> not what I wanted to call in about. Well, sure. Oh, okay. Whatever you want to discuss is uh, is just fine with us. Okay. Um, about two years ago, I went to I went to one of those conventions, the the horror convention. It was one of the. It like looking back right now, it was really silly, but I was the very last day. I was purposely trolling the convention by wearing one of the shirts by wearing my my fan art of the Matt and Blonde show. Okay. And uh, so uh, where is this going? What happened? Well, um like I said it was a way bigger deal in my head because um it's kind of like speaking in co- like the general consensus of a pop culture convention is the the talent much of the talent and the attendees lean very left and this was september of 2021 and they were still making us wear masks and social distance and so part of that was really frustrating but um but i've i felt like it was um it was a way bigger deal in my head just wearing a matte and blonde shirt to because uh, I and I'm just I was just like very curious if anybody would ask what uh, what my shirt was about. What shirt was it? Did, it? did it have the text or was it like just the show logo thing or what shirt was it? It's the one where uh, the where it says the Matt and Blonde show, it's like a 3D look. Um, the inspiration for that was, well, I can't repeat what Blonde said. Oh, is the, are you talking about this is some of your own artwork, or are you talking about something that we? Yeah, we've... yes, oh, okay, yeah, right. Some of my fan, yeah, 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 some of my fan artwork. Um, yeah. I know in the past you've shared a lot of it, but mm-hmm. um, the the time I sent I sent you this fan artwork, um. You didn't share it because I believe um, there was a uh, other. You had other. No, no. Actually, I like to think I'm growing spiritually because I at least put clothes on y'all for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. So you, uh, this is one of those where you have like uh, depictions of us. That's what was on the shirt. Like yes. some kind. Of, okay. Yes. The it's the one where the it's the Matt and Blonde show part is block letters mm-hmm. and. You are you are holding the logo up and it's very heavy and blonde is just like l- relaxing on the top without a care in the world. <laughs> I don't okay. know. And I so, don't know if y'all remember or if y'all need a refresher if I needed to send yeah, it again. Yeah, shoot it to my email. But we were not we were not recognized by these people is what you're saying. We, we did not we've not reached that level of fame. There is that, and, and um, <laughs> I thought I was I was subconsciously hoping that it would that somebody would ask me about it, and yeah. I could like maybe maybe convert somebody. But um, I was it, it didn't happen. But it, it um, the art style was 
very, very close to what a professional comic book artist would do. Well, uh, uh, thanks. Thanks for representing our show at the yeah. convention. Nonetheless, I'm sorry. I wasn't recognized. That's I'm sure that's more on us than it is on uh, your artwork. <laughs> but uh well, all right yeah um, i felt i felt uh, i felt bad on the last day because um i was also sub i i went there to finally meet one actress i've been a fan of since i was eight years old and uh and i was a little it, it was jarring that i could like a it was a different experience because she was one of the act, one of the talent that chose to socially distance and they did that glass partition for the photo ops. Like yeah. she, she chose that option because she was at the time, at the time, I guess too scared, but, um, so she, she takes a photo I, with you, but she's in like a glass enclosure or something. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, the for the the professional photo op option is more expensive at all the conventions, but um, the uh, whenever you take a photo at the table, they um, it's usually a reduced rate, and um, and but yeah, I didn't do the professional photo op because I didn't like. I just found that the idea of that glass partition repulsive. Like it just shows that um, that they're. It, it it just shows that they're too scared to touch people. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. But uh, 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 on the, I felt bad though because I think I was all, I I think I was subconsciously trolling by by. Well, the last day I was I was really nervous because I also I also asked her what a friend calls a dangerous question. Um, okay. they were doing a, she, at the time she was doing a podcast with one of her former co-stars and I, I, they've had, they've had some of their previous former co-stars as guest appearances on her show and on her podcast. And I asked her if I, I knew what I was asking. I asked her about another one of their former co-stars who today is a Trump supporter. Oh, what did she wow. say? Oh, um, she gave a very diplomatic response. Like, uh, she didn't answer right away. She like, I saw her, I saw her like she, she paused and like looked up to collect her thought. Yeah. And yeah. she, uh, she said that, um, she said, we, we thought about reaching out to her and inviting her. However, we we've seen that she's very political and we mm. we're not comfortable we're not comfortable reaching oh, the, out to the, her that's what it is Lame. it's just political generally i'm sure they feel the yeah. same about all of their uh, overtly leftist, political yeah. progressive friends i try oh man i i had a fantasy or some shit about like playing peacemaker to tell her that um that she's uh She's been on other people's or I've seen her on another podcast and uh, and she's like, I'm pretty like, I don't know. I think I would have said, you know, if you just talk to her, I'm pretty sure politics doesn't have to come up. And um, shoot, uh, one of their former co one of their former co-stars that they had on as a guest as a guest podcast would not shut up about January 6th. And he <laughs> oh, even, no. Yeah. And he even he even. Uh, 
like talked about one movie that he was in where he played a bad guy and he used Trump as the inspiration to play that bad guy. Um, but credit to my actress, she didn't, um, they let him say his spiel and they didn't, they, and then they, they changed the subject. About as good as it's going to get. All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, Steven. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Should I, uh, should I send a, send a DM to remind her what artwork it was? Yes. It should be an email. Will do. You guys have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Okay, that'll do it on calls this evening. Much appreciated to uh, all of our callers, of course. And uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live, of course, send us a call in show or send us an email question, I should say. Uh, Contact page of the website is how you do that. MattChristensenMedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We'll respond to those at the end of the show each week or um, once a month as the show exists currently. But uh, (laughs) Thank you for your email questions, starting with Cooter McGavin. Hey, I was one call away from getting in tonight. I I assume he must have been two weeks ago, right? Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, here's what my question was going to be. Do you think lessons that you're that you learn throughout your adolescence need to be learned the hard way? Or can you spare your son or daughter some heartache or embarrassment with words of wisdom like blonde? I had some years where I was a piece of shit degenerate. No offense, plus and was headed down the wrong path. But was eventually able to see the error in my ways. And now I have a better understanding of myself and the world that I would not have learned if I didn't learn it, quote unquote, the hard way. I love my kid and know there will be hardship in his future. I want to help him, but I also want to allow him to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. How do you tell that line? Yeah, I mean, that's that is like the greatest challenge of parenting, right? You have to make your child's respect, not necessarily fear, although that's an aspect of respect respect of you outweigh the incredible fun of doing drugs. Uh, It is a very difficult task. And I think that one of the ways to do that is to like decrease the FOMO. So I can say, because, you know, I was a horrible hedonistic degenerate. I, I can tell Emmeline, like, listen, like I've done all this stuff and it didn't improve my life at all. Like it, it, it was fun for a short while and then started to, to markedly reduce my quality of life. Um, and that's the absolute best outcome you're going to have from dabbling in drugs or sex or any, any number of things um, that feel good at the time. And it will reduce your ability um, to have a good, a good quality of life later. So I'm, I'm going to have to reason with her. Like, I can't imagine that I'm going to that she's never going to drink. Right. But she has alcoholism on both sides and she has to be, she has to be aware of that. Like, I think that the best you can do is have your children respect you and fear you a little bit and be honest with them about what life was like because you made the wrong choices. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm mostly on board with, with what you're saying there. Uh, I want my kids to understand why, these choices are the correct choices. So, uh, although of course they need to have a healthy respect for their mother and their father, and they need to 
not want to be disciplined by their mother and their father. And of course, I'll tell them if you engage in certain behaviors, you will be disciplined by mom and dad. But it has but, to be more than that. Yeah. But I want them to know, I want them to understand that if you engage in these sort of behaviors, it's not just that mom and dad are going to be disappointed, though we will. And it's not just that we're going to discipline you, though we will. It's that if you do these things, the world is going to discipline you. And I want you to understand that and know that if you make those choices, it's not it's not me spanking you or something that is going to be the worst of your problems. Um, it is going to be the world smacking, smacking you across the face with reality. That's going to be the problem. So, of course, I, I my approach to avoiding a lot of these vices will not be um, just sort of like, don't do that because I said so. I'm going to try to be as transparent and and. Uh, explanatory is that the word I'm looking for but explain as much as I can about why that's a bad idea I want them to know the why question although I'm probably getting ahead of myself because even though that you can do that with a 15 16 year old trying to do this with younger kids and get into the the deep why the philosophy of it maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking too far ahead but that is the approach I will take you can't really start too early it's not like a oh dad's going to be very mad at you that's that's not why I want them to make those decisions. It's that there are behaviors that lead to good outcomes. You should do those behaviors for the sake of your own life, your own welfare. Uh, and, and that's why. Yep. But totally. anyway, uh, all the best to you and your family. Of course, Cooter. Uh, is this a trap? This next name? I think that's just a real name. Tyska Lua. I'm sorry. All you people with real names that I think are racial slurs. You mentioned that Karine Jean-Pierre referred to the pipeline as Nordstrom rather than North Stream. <laughs> and Nord just means North in Norwegian and Swedish. And Strom are the Nor uh, and Strom. Strom and Strom are the Norwegian Swedish words meaning stream or current. So she was merely using the Scandinavian name for North Stream. I'm sure she was. Um, do you think that the White House has a convert program subtly to improve the Norwegian and Swedish language skills of a covert pro program is what I'm sure he means. I think this um, is sort of tongue in cheek, although you, know, you might be correct as far as the the, the linguistics. Um, but that yeah, was I gather. merely an accent. Yeah, um, but I understand uh, what you're saying. Clever. That that kind yeah. of that was uh, that was bobbing and weaving because I'm thinking, oh, this is serious. Oh wait, this is a joke. Oh wait, it's serious again. Oh wait, it's a joke again. Um, yeah. I don't know my Scandinavian languages well enough to say whether that's correct or not. I have to go back to it listen. It wouldn't do anything to enrich white culture, I would imagine. Yeah, I've, I've, of course, uh, even if it was technically correct as far as those languages are concerned, do I think that um, Karine Jean-Pierre is so well-versed in all the languages of the world that she was simply saying it in a culturally correct way? I have my doubts. It's like, uh, remember how Obama always used to say, Pakistan and Taliban. And it's just, it's just fucking say Pakistan, dude. That's yeah. how we say it. Come on. Come on. You don't have to do just, you know, just say it like a normal guy, but I hear you. Courtney says, we just toured a school. We saw a trans pride flag. Teacher said it's part of the board's diversity, equity, and inclusion policy. Nope. No deal. This was at a Catholic school. What do we do now? There aren't many alternatives. Homeschooling isn't an option yet. We are financially limited and not able to quit my job right now. Well, if it was me, um, I would avoid in favor of pretty much any alternative. If, if you're telling me there's no alternative and you must go to this school, it's going to be uh, strong parental oversight mandatory. I, I'm talking like every day, get a debrief about what's going on at this school and be very get that involved. hidden camera ready. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, w- I would say uh, that that is among the reddest flags possible is is that sort of stuff in the school. And so if you must go there, I guess you must if you have no alternative whatsoever. But um, I would at this point, I would say, like, send your kid to join the local gang. It will probably be a, a better upbringing for him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know I said this before. But when people are like, listen, it's not an option for me as the wife to quit my job. It's like, well, can you move into a smaller house? Can you sell your house and rent? That's that's how important it is for your kid not to be indoctrinated. You, you can lose your child to, to schools like this forever. They just go down the wrong path and, and they're lost forever. Like, are you are you really is have you really explored every single possible way? for you to not be able to work every possible way. Well, you used to be able to sell a house and then interest rates hit like seven and 8% and now you can't anymore. I don't know. I mean, I just, where there's a will, when I hear people say that, when I hear people say that, I'm like, I, I just don't believe it usually means, although I'm not saying it's about you, Courtney, it usually means that people don't want to reduce their quality of life. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of that. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll take your point that if, if it's if that is what you truly want to accomplish is giving your children an alternative education away from this nonsense. More often than not, there is a way to accomplish that if you make that your priority. I mean, I, I, I can't tell them what their priority ought to be without knowing their situation, but I certainly wouldn't dispute your point that your children's education and overall upbringing should be very high, if not the highest on the list. Uh, so hard to argue with and godspeed Um, to you and your family Courtney. good luck uh joe atkins to follow up my last question my sweetheart because he i think he asked a few weeks ago what he should do because um should he marry a woman that he can't have kids with even though he loves Mm. my sweetheart is blonde's age age thus the likely childness i'm pregnant right now (laughs) what are you talking about and just (laughs) over a decade my senior obviously there's a certain stigma towards such May December relationships. However, I'm inclined to believe I can handle the challenge. I would appreciate your thoughts on the matter, respectfully, Joe. Um, okay, if you love this woman and you want to be with her, and she's ten years older than you, and she's 35, get her pregnant yesterday. Just don't worry about any of the other stuff. If you're like, all right, let's do this. Just get her pregnant. If she um, got pregnant at 35, this is my last kid, but it's not because I can't have more kids because I don't want to. Get her pregnant at 35. Get her pregnant at 37. Get her pregnant at 39. Get her pregnant at 41 all right and and then stop yeah if that's the only if this is the same one that we talked about earlier if that is the only hurdle toward having kids is just the age factor i mean you are not you're not out of it yet unless there's some other health condition that i'm unaware of but yeah i mean if it's just the age thing for for women that are listening to you shouldn't give up like you should try until that last egg is getting fried like just keep trying Yeah. yeah Do everything you can to have your own children. Everyone should do that. Yeah. And as long as you guys agree on that, um, you know, it, it's it's I would say it's an unusual relationship to have a, to have the wife 10 years older than the husband. Um, but as long as you don't have delusions about the the obstacles that may bring and as long as you guys are committed to the same vision of the future, which I hope includes family and I hope includes children. All right. If you're committed to that, you're committed to that and and go for it. Having kids is awesome. Don't, don't give up on that. It's so much fun. 
the uh, the short version of the N word. Dear blonde and mm-hmm. mad if there's time clarification. Oh, this is uh, oh, this is the this is another relationship advice one with the like the the red the MGTOW guy and the Muslim chick. Mm, right, right, the right. the male in this relationship had a five year relationship that fell apart. Two years later, there's a new semi liberal Muslim girl. What advice would you give him to get out of the MGTOW red pill mentality? And then for the the female, what advice do you tell a, a partially stubborn femme boss to get her trust to get her to trust his leadership? Okay, had a five year relationship that fell apart. Two years later, there's a new semi liberal Muslim girl. What advice would you give to him? To get out of the MGTOW. I mean, if the woman that he's with is not enough to make him withdraw from the MGTOW community, then he needs to find somebody else, right? That's the right woman to be should be a compelling you. case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that should be like the, the thing where you're like, maybe I don't want to go my own way because I love this woman and I think she could add value to my life. Like, if this, uh, this um, Muslim chick is not doing that, then. I couldn't even think of a racial slur there. Well, technically, it's a ideological, not racial, right? Yeah, I know. I was going to say go Haji, with Muzzy. but that's Muzzy's, not right. Muzzy's, yeah. Haji's. Is that a racial slur? Uh, I th- God, I'm off my game, man. I thought, yeah, I, th- I guess Haji. When I think Haji, I think like specifically Islamic terrorist. Hmm. What advice would you tell a partially stubborn femboss to get her to trust his leadership? In the same way, I mean, if if his leadership isn't compelling her to want to trust him, then he's failing her in the same way that she's failing him. Perhaps for that reason, they're perfect for each other. I don't know. She needs to find somebody that's a stronger leader and he needs to find somebody that's more enticing uh, in terms of leading him away from MGTOW. Otherwise they're both on uh, the trajectory that they should be on. Right. It's, it's asking for your advice specifically and I'll, I'll, no, it says you're blonde and Matt if time. But there's no time. So I time. agree with that. I agree. There is time. I agree with that. Uh, Varen. I think this is yours, right? Uh, I'm Matt and Blonde. Will Liberty Safe actually be the next Bud Light? Think of getting my lock replaced with a mechanical one based on their response. I definitely will not be buying another. I think it might. I, mean, I don't think it's going to reach the the level of Bud Light because it's a much smaller company. But I think in terms of their specific market, they're probably doing more damage to their brand because trannies and whatever, they drink Bud Light too. But the only people that own gun saves are people that are far right. And you're buying it for a very specific purpose, which is the securing of that property. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not even purely ideological at some level. It's like your product didn't do the thing that I bought it to do. I know. You know, I mean, the ideological component is important, if not primary. I'm not dismissing that. I get that in full, but it's, but it's um, the thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, I bought this with the intent that nobody can get into it except for me. And you're telling me that other people can get into it if you tell them the code. That's a security problem. Oh yeah, Zazzy McTazbot, blonde. This one's for you. How, uh, what can men do to deter women from voting? Okay. Um, women, whether or not, no matter what they say, women want to be governed by men. They do. Uh, this girl boss thing, those women are exhausted. They just want to be with somebody that tells them what to do. So if you have a woman and she's like, I'm going to vote, 
you can guide her vote until eventually you just shut um, up, bitch. Lean into the- oh yeah. Exactly. Um, stop playing sounders over me. It's so fucking annoying. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's the rock's fault. You were talking uh, about what you can say to her to deter her inclinations. Oh, right. Uh, lean into a woman's natural apathy for politics and then be like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to partake in the system. Just just take a nap. Just take a nap. Just make me a pie. Just mm. whatever, you know? So it's Women a little less Women don't want to be politically active. Yeah. It's it, mo- yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you uh, that by their nature, women seek male leadership. And I think that that's a good thing. Frankly, I think it's a good thing for men, too. I think by men's uh, nature, we want to lead women and we are most happy when we are generally organizing the rules of the household. That's just a, a natural thing. But I think the propaganda is so deep that that a lot of these women genuinely care about their their so-called freedom to kill their kids more than almost anything in the world at this point. Yeah, but that's that's due to a lack of male leadership, right? Mm-hmm. I think how that, do you I break think that? Mang- Give them um, kids. That's how you break it. <laughs> forcibly. Do you remember yeah. during COVID how there was this um this group of left-wing women that kept popping up talking about how uh working from home has led them t- into all these really feminine hobbies. There were like That's a variety hilarious. Yeah, there were like a variety of articles that popped up in publications that you wouldn't expect. Uh, yeah, wow, Washington we were Post forced and- to stay home and we rediscovered homemaking and we actually love it. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> I saw I saw no fewer than four articles during that time of like high women in high powered jobs that are like, I just never knew how much I loved baked pies. Like I love crocheting now, and all. Yeah. it's like, well, well, yeah, bitch, that's what that's what you're supposed to want to do, right? Um, and I think that when women are shown the way and shown that they don't have to have the responsibility for doing all this stuff, that they will choose the easier life. Yeah, Having and there's nothing the easier life. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I just I think people understand when people hear this, they think that it's like all about putting women in their place or something. It it's, is about putting it's the place that they want naturally. Yeah. Though, you know? Yeah, Even if totally. they have been propagandized or have conditioned themselves to believe otherwise, you know, the, the obligatory, not all qualification of like, yeah, the Ann Coulter's of the world that there are a select few, but in general, you're not going to find a woman happier than when she has a, a nicely kept home and a, and a dinner cooked for her husband and all the kids uh, are being provided for and cared for that. That's when she's going to feel the most happy for 99% of women. Totally. And it's a hard job, like being a mom and being a housewife and yeah. being a wife. It's, it's a difficult, it's a of difficult course. job, but yeah. it's so much more rewarding than any other job that I have. And women get all hung up like, well, I'm not being monetarily compensated. It's like, aren't you? Yeah. You're, I mean, getting your bills taken it's, care of. It's not right? in cash, but yeah, there's a lot of value yeah. being provided. Yeah, and totally. and the and the the value is reciprocal. It, it mm-hmm. uh, the same way. I feel the best as a husband and father when those things are taken care of for me by my wife. That's because it frees you up to make money. Yeah, it, it 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 allows me to focus on my task of providing for my family. And totally, and that's yeah. why that's why that relationship works. Yep, absolutely. Am I is am I up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Loyalty to Emperor Trump. Anyone else annoyed with Jill Black? The wife of DeSantis is such a DeSantis shill. If she was true First Lady material, she would endorse Trump. I prefer a First Lady who doesn't do public appearances with 
her husband and uses indictments to renegotiate the prenup in her favor. Trump is so good to his wives, a true ladies man. I didn't realize this wasn't a question. Uh, it's another uh, another slide joke one. You I think that one was me, written by mother. Laura Loomer, actually. That's yeah, Laura really. Loomer's sincere perspective. Did you know that Jill DeSantis is actually named Casey and it's been that a was so outrageous. Time? And the most offensive thing is that every time somebody responded, I had to see Laura Loomer's face. <laughs> Just remember, oh, she she could be a wife and mother anytime, but she's too build she's too busy building a legacy that matters more. That is just the, delusional. That's just <laughs> delusional. One of the great tweets. Uh, Incompetent hand says blonde mentioned Jessica Alba and uh, with another 9-11 anniversary. I thought the show I thought of the show Dark Angel. Excuse me. It started 20 year old Jessica Alba. Sadly, that's all it had going for it. The show was never good, but it's interesting in hindsight. Season one, an EMP terrorist attack sends the U.S. into the third world and a corrupt police state takes over. Then 9-11 happened. So season two just became lame X-Men. A show on uh, on Amazon was also canceled about a fictional virus and a, f- a fictitious jab about three years ago. Weird. A, was this planned? And B, will we quote unquote never forget COVID or do all roads lead to tribalism? Um... I actually I'm I'm probably not that tinfoily about shows and things that get canceled in or altered because of recent events. Um, I could see why at the time 9-11 would cause people cause the people who make these shows or movies to hesitate about like terrorist themes or, you know, like, I don't know, uh, massive mass casualty event type themes. Likewise, uh, even even in Corona, when it, it's not just that nobody wanted to watch a movie about a virus that was going to kill us all at the time, but the, we were banned from doing it. The theaters were closed. You know, they'd have to release it straight to video or whatever, uh, you know, like they did in 2020. There were like no good movies coming out. There still aren't. I mean, the 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 way that that the virus and the lockdowns changed everything obviously, but the way that it changed the the way that we watch movies, I think is still lingering and the yeah. way that they're produced and all that. So as far as why these shows would get altered, that, I, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't inspire any tinfoil for me. Does that? No, me neither. Yeah. But I do think that all roads lead to tribalism. I think that was a non sequitur. I'm looking at pictures of 20 year old Jessica Alba. She was so stupid hot. She still looks great. I remember that show. I remember it was on Fox and I, I, so I would have been like 13 years old at the time, something like that. Uh, I never watched it, but I remember when it was a thing. Good God. She's like the hottest woman I've ever seen. Has she just retired from? Well, her company, um, her organic baby company, uh, honest, the honest company. Oh, that's hers. Yeah. She's a, she's a multi-billionaire like several times over. Honest brand stuff is awesome. Um, I didn't know that was her company. Yep. We've uh, we've been gifted some of their diapers and stuff. I don't think we buy their stuff frequently, but we have encountered it here. The honest there. diapers are the best hmm. diapers that exist. Concerned father, when your kids are old enough to date, get married, would you have an issue with them being with someone that's not white? And then he says black, Mexican, Asian, etc. I think that not white was a good enough description. <laughs> All right. If so, how would you approach approach them with your issues with it? Um. Yeah, I think I'd have a problem with it. I mean, in a relationship, in a marriage, you have to overcome so much being different from another person that like, I can't imagine trying to make it work with somebody that had a vastly different 
ethnic background, but that stuff's important to me. Um, yeah, I mean, but there are diff- different levels of how much this would bother me. Like if my daughter brought home a Japanese guy, I'd be like, eh, not great. But if she brought home like a giant black rapper, I'd be like, absolutely not under no circumstances is going to happen. You know? What if they were the exact same size though? No, like Flavor Flav. <laughs> she brings something. No, uh, no not deal. even yeah. Flavor Flav. No, um, I, I, I would not disapprove for its own sake. I mean, I'm going to judge the individual as an individual. Um, I would probably, I think the, the discussion I might have is that there may be obstacles associated with it. It's not that like I disapprove because of this, but you know, let's be honest that maybe there might be some obstacles associated with that. And the other thing that I think anybody has to be honest with themselves about, and I can't make this call for you or anybody else or, or my son, I, I would be lying if I said that, that um, it matters to me that I can see myself in my son, for example, that my son looks like me. Does that mean it, it, you have to, pick someone on that basis? No, of course not. But I just, I think it's a consideration that people have to think about before they select that partner. It doesn't, I don't think that you're wrong to date interracially or or that I'm going to disapprove of that or say, you know, like punish you somehow for doing that. I just think that everybody should be honest about the degree to which that matters to them. And for some people, I think it's, it might be close to zero for some people. I think it's actually very high but they feel social pressure against it. Like if I were to say that I'm that I have these racial preferences in my dating, that's deemed racist. In fact, that was, um, I should, I had these conversations in college. I've talked about it before, but like they were, they were conversations. I should have, they were indicators of what was coming and I should have been more receptive to them. I had, when I was like a sophomore in college sitting at the lunch, lunch table with a bunch of friends And all of these classmates of mine were trying to tell me that it's racist to have racial preferences in who you date or who you're attracted to. That's so stupid. How can you even help it, though? It's like like, if you if you like a like big jiggly tits, like then there's there's nothing that there's no way you're going to tell your boner to stop. Like some of these things are just innate. Uh, So so I think and that's the thing is generally interracial dating um, most people don't do it as far as I'm like, generally mm-hmm. groups stick together as far as dating and marriage are concerned. It's not that nobody does obviously, but I think that that is evidence that, that I think a lot of people have that sort of in group preference, whether or not they'd be willing to admit it. Mm-hmm. And so as long as I feel like my son or daughter is being honest about their own preferences and honest about the values compatibility that form that relationship, I don't have an objection to, any kind of racial component for its own sake. I just, I, I would want there to be as much honesty about the potential hurdles as possible. Yeah. But it also matters like the probability that this person is going to leave them based on their <sighs> ethnicity. <laughs> I guess there are some group statistics that you may want to, oh, consider. you cannot tell me you wouldn't yeah. be like more worried about uh, a Mexican guy than an, an Asian guy. Um, in, in, for whoever it is, I'm going to, although you have sons, I'm going to apply scrutiny regardless of who that individual is, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, nope, all, everything is exactly the same. And you, you can't have any suspicions, you know, uh, ahead of time because that's wrong or immoral or something. I will say that everybody 
who who is entering my life in that way is going to get the benefit of individual judgment. And I'm yeah, I'm not, not me. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a group judgment on a person um, without giving them the chance to prove to me that they are the exception. You have and, sons, though. It matters less. I mean, I'll, I, this is the same thing I would say for my daughter, though. I think I don't I, I don't think I would change that. Oh, if I had sons and they brought home an Asian girl, I'd be like, I kind of don't give a shit. That said, I mean, to your to your point, uh, there are differences in how you how you parent sons and daughters. And I don't have that daughter yet. I hope I will. But uh, but yeah, that's how I'd approach it. Your turn. Dane. <laughs> okay. Danglin balls. That's another name I like that's off the table, by the way. I love Dane the name because of Dane Cook. No, it's not because of Dane Cook. It's personal reasons. But uh, Dane's a cool name. So oh. thank you, Dane Glenn Balls. Uh, do you think the resistance liberals will continue to cry wolf with future Republican presidents, wherein they say that each new Republican is the worst president in modern history? Or could you see a scenario in which our next GOP president is more moderate and the MSNBC type say, OK, this president is bad, but he's definitely not as bad as Trump. No, everything is is always worse than the last guy. If it's DeSantis or something, he's worse than Trump because he hates the gays more or whatever. It's always worse than. And then they do this thing where they look back in retrospect. Oh, remember the George Bush days where we just disagreed, but we still got along? No, you guys put Hitler mustaches on him. And I'm not even a George Bush fan, okay? I hated George Bush at the time. I don't want him to be president now. I think that a lot of mistakes were made under the George W. Bush era, clearly. But I seem to remember that everybody's Hitler when they're in the White House. And then you guys look back and say, oh, I fondly remember the days where we all got along and despite our differences. No, everyone's been Hitler every single time when it's not your guy. I wish that. Yeah, I I wasn't going to say anything different. Fair enough. I stand by your answer. Uh, Juggernaut. Hello, scholars. Thoughts on no fault divorce. Um, I think that the inaction of no-fault divorce has drastically increased the number of divorces. And anything that increases the number of divorces or makes it easier to get divorced is a bad thing for the nuclear family. It's a bad thing for society. That being said, if I'm going to steel man this position, uh, in situations that predate no-fault divorce, you have to prove wrongdoing in order to initiate a divorce. And that did create a situation where people were lying about spousal abuse and child molestation and things like that in an attempt to get out of a marriage that they just didn't want to be in. Hmm. Um, that's not really a reason that no fault divorce should exist. I'm just trying to steal man. This position. The best I could do for, I, I think it's bad. I think it's had a lot of disastrous consequences insofar as the destruction of the family has had a lot of disastrous totally. consequences. So uh, in general, not a fan, I guess if I could give the best defense of it as possible, if we treat marriage as a contract like any other, well, if both parties agree to void a contract for any reason they see fit as a legal matter, maybe they should be treated the same, but and I don't, I'm not exactly clear how all of this works in all the states, but I'm correct in understanding, right, that in a lot of states, one party can initiate a divorce for no fault. It's not even that both parties agree. One party can do correct. it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just breach of contract at that point, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Like you, yeah, I agree. You entered a contract. Till death do you part. Any sort of out in that contract was not fulfilled other than you just don't feel like it anymore. In the same way, yeah, I can't The other person the- should be able to be like, no. Except for in the event where you can prove abuse uh, or something like that, in in which case no fault divorce doesn't matter anyway. We don't get to go to the bank and say, I don't know, I don't uh, I don't like this mortgage anymore. 
I mean, I guess you can do that, but then they keep your house, right? Um, yeah. If the bank and you both agree that you just want to erase that debt, okay, I guess you can do that. Uh, in this, so I suppose maybe two party consent, no fault, it would be the best I could do on this. Even that, though, I would hesitate on because I think that the union of marriage is. I don't know. Uh, how do I not be flowery about this? It's a very special contract that should be. It is a special contract. It should be honored and protected. Um, and I think that particularly for kids, in a lot of cases, like the ease of divorce is at least as destructive society wide, if not more so than keeping even bad marriages together. Mm. I'm not saying like if he's kicking your ass or if he's cheating with, you know, he's sleeping with someone else. Obviously, there are there are causes, but that's exactly the point that we're getting at when it's just I don't feel like it anymore. And that's the number one reason for divorce. It's like it's like 25 percent of it is infidelity, like five percent of it is legitimate spousal abuse. Yeah. But um, that means that 70 percent of people are just like, I just don't love you anymore. Not loving your spouse is not a good reason to get divorced. Yeah. That, that Unless is you don't not- have kids, in which case I, I kind of don't give a crap what you mean. Well, uh, even then, though, it, it, like, d- does your word mean something or does it not? Does tell death mean something or we d- is that just what you felt like at the time? Yeah. Are you like the governor of New Mexico? Well, it wasn't absolute. Yeah, it was, bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I just think that divorce in the absence of children or in the absence of children is just so much less destructive. And so I have a. Yeah, I'm, I'm more lenient in terms of uh, I would agree. Courses. I mean, why is marriage an institution at all? It is fundamentally about the production of children. And right. so if you have a marriage that wasn't geared toward that goal anyway, it's kind of like, well, what what was the point of this union in the first place? Yeah. But yeah, it sucks. We should not have it is the, uh, the quick answer. Um, okay. All right. All set on the email questions. Thank you guys for sending those in again. If you'd like to send one in for next time. Uh, early October at this point, call and show question form on the contacts page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. We'll catch up with our chatters and call it a night. Uh, let's see. Shadow Band over on Rumble says, what's the deal with Vivek Curry Pastrami? Is that his name? Is that how you pronounce it? Curry Pastrami. Going on all these podcasts, is he a psyop? I, I saw that he launched his Maybe. own podcast or he was saying he was going to do that. Um, no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not tinfoily about him either. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think that he's doing this to raise his profile for future political ambitions is the read that I get. I think he has some agreement with Trump. What, why would Trump agree to that though? What does Trump have to gain from him? I think that he's going to, uh, garner votes for Trump in exchange for some sort of cabinet position. Also, he pisses me off. One of my friends pointed this out to me. He's like, he's just saying what a bunch of white politicians that nobody has listened to for decades is saying. He's like tiny Indian Pat Buchanan. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so smart. It's like, wasn't it Pat Buchanan like 30 years ago? Nobody listened to him. So it kind of pisses me off that everybody's like, you know, up his ass. He came straight from the spelling bee. And now everyone thinks that he's he's so cool. Because he's Indian and he's talking about (laughs) disbanding the FBI and everything like that. Like. Uh, poor Ron Paul is over there. Like, come on. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he does have a lot of, um, well, I would say that his positions that I've heard him take are bolder than say like the Republican majority or the Republican kind of cookie cutter candidate. Yeah. But, but if you were white, no one would give a crap. But yeah, it's not as though you haven't heard this stuff from the elder statesmen of, of white 
white maledom who uh, get far less attention. I think that's true. He's kind of faggy, too. <laughs> what did he do that's gay? He doesn't strike me as gay, really. He has effeminate mannerisms. His hmm. teeth are too white. He's just too like a white. That's small... just juxtaposition against his fine complexion. I don't know. It's something about him I find distasteful. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of beef with Indians in general. Actually, uh, that's true. I have beef with Indians. Yeah, and, and I don't find them like particularly offensive as a group. Here's my thing with Indians. I'm going to entertain the uh, casual racism bit a little bit. Here's my. It's thing not even that Indians. racist. The thing is, there are a lot of Indians who come around here to go to Yellowstone and do mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. And so there are actually like there's a fair amount of Indian people tourism around in this town. And they smell like curry. It's, I don't know what it is, but they're always in the way. Like, why are you blocking? Your whole family is blocking the entire door into Chipotle and you don't care. Like, because I'm trying they, to get um, through and you're not moving. You think that having more than a billion people in your country would make you more situationally aware? Yeah. But it makes you less. Situa- the Chinese are the same way. Every time I travel in Europe, I'm like, these goddamn Chinamen. They just stand in every doorway with their phones and I know they know what's going on around them. They just don't give a fuck. That's what it is. I, I yeah, I don't know. I assume maybe it's some cultural thing where it's just yeah, you're very used to tight, tightly packed people. Uh, but it, it's almost I, I swear to God, it happens all the time. It's like it's not crowded here necessarily. It's just crowded at the doorway because you're all congregating here. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. This I guess spot? in India, if somebody wants to go around you, they'll just push you over. I feel like I have to do that. I've had to like shove an Indian kid out of the way a few times to get into the grocery mm. store or to get that's into the what, restaurant. That's what you need to do then, buddy. I guess. Just shove an Indian kid. Just They're going to make me. Okay. Uh, made me do it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mr. Token S word says, I doubt it. What happened with that trial? Uh, was looking forward to watching it. Well, uh, the dad, the famous, I doubt it man. I doubt it. He went to prison for, I forget what the charge was, uh, either manslaughter or murder. And the son behind him with the dumpster defender shotgun, he was acquitted. I, I believe the way that it worked out was dad uh, was deemed a, was convicted for the killing because he fired the shot. But then after right. he fired the shot, the guy threw the baseball bat, which was deemed an aggression toward the sun. So the shot, the sun's shotgun shots, I think, were deemed to be defensive. But dad's shot to the head on that guy was deemed aggressive, I think, was the distinction. Because I remember we were trying yeah. to figure it out when that happened. Why is dad in prison, but not the son? Uh, and it was kind of complicated. But that that trial was what was that like end of last year or something it was pretty recent and none of it was uh streamed or televised you can't watch it as far as i'm aware damn that's right yeah um, token s word also says just a few more here democrats are shitting themselves because there's some anecdotal evidence that president trump is really chipping away at the rigor vote <laughs> back <laughs> to the back to the trump rap days well he's definitely not gonna get the riggers but uh he might get the joggers i don't know um no i like trump I don't uh, I think I think maybe among some black men, he might make some progress, but I don't buy this like, oh, he's going to get, you know, 20, 30 percent of the vote, some insane number like that. 
No, I think, um, and the reason I don't buy it is because the fortification machine is going to go to every urban center where the black vote is consolidated and they're going to go gather up all of these ballots in their ballot harvesting ways. And, uh, and so every, every black person whose mind has been changed genuinely, and I'm not saying they don't exist. I think that there probably is some truth to that. Uh, I think that that's going to be outweighed by the massive amount of ballots that they can collect from people who are more or less apathetic. But some activist came to their door and said, you better vote Democrat so you get a free check in the mail and mm. they'll do it anyway. So yeah. I I think that that's overstated, but I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that we wake up uh, in November of next year and it turns out that even the fortification machine could not beat the overwhelming African-American support for Anybody but Biden. That that would be great. Wouldn't that be something? Shadow Band says, uh, you should watch some lesser known movies. You Bowl made a movie called Assault on Wall Street. Well, that is up to the uh, to the vote and to the nominators. I'm at your mercy as to the movies that we watch. Although, as I was telling you, best movie I watched recently for my out of my own selection, Cocaine Bear. Awesome movie. I haven't, haven't seen that, but that makes me hate you. Cocaine Bear. You want to talk? Okay. Cocaine Bear is the opposite of uh, Master, Master and, and Commander. Commander. Because Cocaine Bear is intellectual muck. Okay. There is nothing of philosophical value to this movie. And you know, you think you know what you're going to get. Like, okay, this bear's on coke and he's going to maul people. Yes. But I promise you, the... The shock value that you're going to get in this slasher movie, you have no concept of until you watch it. it. When you when a slasher movie is so outrageous that you're gut laughing, that's a great movie experience. So plot, I one, hate out, you. plot one out of five. <laughs> Entertainment factor, five out of five for Cocaine Bear. I feel like you're watching movies wrong. Watch Cocaine Bear and tell me you are not entertained. It can't be. I done. will do. Cocaine will Bear do no is a little thing. slow to get going, though, like. I will watch Cocaine Bear if you watch Picnic at Hanging Rock. How about that? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I ain't nobody got time for that. I only have time for Cocaine Bear. Oh, my gosh. We have so many chats. And I All right. Okay. Here, let me uh, finish these up. Shadow Band says, you should watch. Uh, or I just read that one. Sorry. Thank you, Shadow Band. Uh, Token S Word Man says, too many brainwashed sluts in the English speaking world. I think I'm going <laughs> to become a passport bro. All right. Fair enough. Well, if you find the right woman who has the same goals as you, uh, Godspeed. I hope you do. Uh, oh my god what are three constitutional um, amendments each of you would add how about one and uh, we'll have to just do one in the interest of time here uh the image uh, immigration moratorium with period no uh is it like a permanent constitutional no immigration the, yeah. that's that's the amendment no immigration that's the amendment. Dude. no immigration yeah Man, um, uh, I can I just undo? I, I think uh, I would like to go no, back to. No, that's not what he. Nope. Well, that an amendment is uh, undoing a prior amendment. I would fix Fine, the seventeenth you know too. Meant, I would, uh, I would, I would send the selection of senators back to the states. I think that would be very useful. That's the one um, you would choose. Maybe it's not the top, but I'm kind of. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, 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 amend the nineteenth. Delete. That. <laughs> we'll fix. Great. We'll fix that. Uh, all right. Um, no, I might do, uh, I might do term limits too. My mind has really changed on that. I used to kind of, I used to oppose, but I think term limits probably would be useful and, or like, I don't know, age ceiling or something like that. We have just, we have too many olds and 
Yeah. And and, and people the who are otherwise incapacitated. Like 65. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you over on Rumble. Uh, let's see over on DLive PTP podcast. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, we're good on Odyssey. Thank you guys over there. Let's catch up with YouTube and Tippy. We'll call it a night. Jonathan Brazios. Oops, I meant to say that I saw the commercial from a YouTuber, the quartering, talking about it. Oh, we got this one. Covering. Oh, you read that? Yeah. Because remember, one? he said he's not drunk. Thank you, Jonathan. Okay. That was right when you got back from uh, from your pee break. And then we did Eric Burns Mark. Do we do yeah. this next Jonathan Prezios one? Let me refresh. I think Eric you is where we You guys are talking off. about the Vegas shooter. I have to say much about it. Um, people forget the brother they interviewed on TV. It wasn't his actual brother. His actual brother was getting arrested for child pornography. That's true. I wonder if that was planted or used as um, blackmail. Jonathan Prezios, curious to see what Blonde's opinion about the Ruby Frank, which is the YouTuber using religion to actually abuse her kids. She was drunk on power over her kids. You've got to look into it if you don't know. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. So I've watched a few videos, but she sounds like a real psycho. Hmm. Um, the YouTube banned her channel now. She had like a YouTube good. channel, yeah. but she wasn't doing child abuse on the YouTube channel. She was just talking, I think. Yeah, but she used it to promote like her family values. And then it found out she was like beating her kids in the head and starving them to death. And stuff. I mean, I agree. I, like I could see that footage of that sort of stuff. Um, or advocacy of crime, I could see. But are we at the point where, like, if you're a criminal, you can't talk, you know? I understand what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah that's a problem. Long John John, can we get Matt a ping to call and show one of these next two weeks? Pretty, pretty, please. Those are always fun. No, Matt needs a break. Everyone, shut I up. appreciate the encouragement. We will be taking a break um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, just to enjoy a little bit of family time. But number two, as I keep alluding to, and I swear I'm going to add specificity to in the coming weeks, there are exciting new developments coming and I need there to um, I need to put some attention. What's the, what the fuck? You know what the developments are, and they are exciting. I know. Um, I just uh, want everybody to not get psyched up because it's funny for me. Ah, uh, I can't talk. When are about you going to talk yet, about this? When I get the clear from the people who are also a party to this, oh, God, which was supposed so to be long. a which was supposed to already be the case, but is not currently the case. There is some uh, sort of behind the scenes work I need to do in preparation for that. So I will take the opportunity to do that as well. Token Spick, uh, Vivek is killing it, humiliating the leftist rights. He definitely will be the top runner up. Some people are skeptical about him, but the ideas are there. Uh, love his calling out Presley as KKK. I don't, I am unfamiliar with this. Uh, he, did he call Ayana Presley KKK? I don't know. Probably, I assume. Right? I don't know. I, I hadn't heard that, but that would be kind of funny. Um, Raggle Fraggle. This was at the God. end of the month. It's something I just thought of. Where do gifts fall into our discussion of property? I'm going to answer this because if you answer this, it's going to take forever. Yeah. Gifts are a consensual exchange of, of property, right? It, you have to accept to receive the gift. And of course, it has to be, um, you have to, to make the decision to give the gift. So it's, 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 an ex- it's a consensual exchange of property just like any other. Yeah. If you, if you own a piece of property, you are at liberty to retain, retain it, dispose it, transfer it. Uh, exchange it for something else. Uh, so it's it's the same sort of principle as if you sold it, uh, except in one case you're asking for something in return and another you're not. But if you have the ownership of that, you can you can do whatever you want with it, including throwing it yeah. in the trash if you want. Steven Suarez, blonde on the Colin show some weeks ago. I can do my husband a solid and not get fat. Me, my hero. I'm not doing a super great job, but I am six months pregnant, so it'll be fine. We'll allow it. Well, uh, Ryan Haas, uh, second chat for the missing streams. Blonde, it's so apparent that you're a mother that cares about your child above everything. An exemplary mother. Matt, 
I think you're an impressive man and you're worth looking up to. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm not an exemplary mother. I was screaming at Emmeline yesterday because she jumped on my stomach and I was, I've never been so mad in my life. So she's probably traumatized. Cause I was like, you're going to kill your little sister. And she's crying and I'm yelling in her face. It was the whole thing. Well, thank it's you. Hard Ryan. To be a good uh, parent. Very much appreciated. We love you. You're, you're very, very special. special. Come on, and, Brian. Uh, of course the, oh. the, the interaction that I've had with you, uh, you know, through the chats and even privately, uh, you seem like a fantastic guy yourself, and I, I hope you're doing well. Uh, neglectful sausage. Stop saying who white, yo. Call it indigenous Europeans. Make a change in the way we view ourselves so we can protect ourselves. If other groups can fire for themselves. So can you- yes, I've long had the stance that I don't think the concept of whiteness even exists. You look at somebody from Sicily and somebody from Ireland, you can see that those are two people of different races. Um. I, yeah, this concept of whiteness, I think it's retarded. Um, well, the, the the phrasing there, the branding there, indigenous Europeans is kind of interesting. It's like, I mean, everybody's indigenous to somewhere, but to the point on the, uh, I guess, I, would the uh, hardened racial activists even grant that white people are indigenous to Europe? Probably because not. It, it seems like they... They'd well, be that's, like Cheddar Man or whatever. That's the one case, Europe and or any majority white country is the one case where suddenly there is no, you know, quote unquote, indigenous right to that, to that area. Like yeah. in, in that case, then it's the right of every third world country on the globe to invade that, that country and diversify it or whatever. Um, you know, again, this is the, the, the stuff. Well, no, I'm not going to go to, I'll just leave it at that. It's like all, all of this stuff is just, it's, it's clearly different rules for white people. That's it. Of course. White people yeah. have an uh, entirely different set of rules than any other racial group in the world. Can we just get can we just get a little bit of fairness? That's all. Just a little bit of fairness. Um, come on, Brian. Last one. Hi, beauties. I can't help sending you all money. You guys deserve it. Blonde is still super hot. Thank you for serving as I can. I don't know why you look pretty looking at a pretty girl. Helps after a stressful day. Well, thanks. Although you should see my ass. It's disaster these days thank you brian uh appreciate you tuning in and, and for supporting the show uh i think we're all set right looks good to yeah. me uh we're good on rumble we're good on odyssey and we're good on d live so anything else before we're out of here for three weeks time uh no except for sunday yeah i just mean on the call-in show of course yeah, yeah. to be yep. clear and so everyone understands you will be here on sunday and then I'll do a show with Frank in the meantime while you're gone. And then we'll be back to normal in uh, early October. But thanks for uh, joining the one and only call-in show for September. Very much appreciated. Of course, we'll be back whatever Wednesday, October 4th, I guess, is the next time we will have a call-in show. Uh, otherwise, Sunday shows will go on uninterrupted. So uh, we hope to see you back here on Sunday. If you missed any part of the show, the audio is available as soon as we're done over on the podcast page of the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com or mattis.gay slash podcast if you'd like to find it there. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a great rest of the week.